Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday. It is the 18th day of September. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Pennsylvania State Police troopers are searching for nine teens who escaped from a secure juvenile uh, treatment and detention facility in Berks County on Sunday night. It happened sometime between 8 p.m. at the Abraxas Academy near Morgantown. According to state police, there was a riot at the facility located on Academy Drive. Police say the teens worked together to overpower two female employees and take their keys. The teens then got out by going under a fence. Uh, They tried to steal a car a few miles away, but the homeowner called police after the alarm went off. State and local law enforcement responded to the scene and placed uh, the juvenile detention center under control. The escaped teens are not wearing their uniforms, police say. They were uh, just in white or gray shirts or tank tops and boxer shorts. The Twin Valley School District says all schools and offices will be closed on Monday out of an abundance of caution. Monday night's board meeting also will be canceled and will be rescheduled because of this. Uh, State police say anyone in the area of Interstate uh, 176 and Route 10 should be vigilant. Uh, and again, here we go. Keep your doors locked to your home and your cars. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, yeah. Steve and I visited a juvenile detention facility yes, one did. time. <laughs> go talk to well, the kids. We were going to inspire them, Preston. Yeah, gonna... Our charge was to inspire them to lead them down perhaps a potential career in broadcasting. I have never seen a group of more disinterested <laughs> people uh-huh. in my life and kind of scary yeah. as well because yeah. we're, we're talking about teenagers but fairly large, troublesome teenagers and we were like 30 dude, of we're them. in a jail, yeah, man. Yeah. We, we, are in, we are in what feels like a jail yeah, for exactly. sure. Exactly. Right. I mean, that's what it is. I know. I know. So, keep that in mind Yeah, as nine of them are nine. running around. So, if you appear to see line dancers in boxer shorts and... <laughs> I did that. I was thinking about what they had on. They have on tank tops right. or t-shirts, boxer shorts, and I it's heard electric. also yeah. like slides. Like they're pretty freezing out there. Yeah, uh, and my my friend—that's the biggest charm bracelet I've ever seen. My friend works in um, uh, like support in in uh, schools for troubled youths yes. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. If you want to run into a population of people who really don't give an f, like it, it, it is like the the youth man, well, like yeah. you know, like. Well, take, take, yeah, yeah. Take your standard teenager uh-huh. who doesn't give an F uh-huh. and then multiply that times <laughs> 20. At, at so time. in their criminal uh-huh. career or whatever, listen, and you hope the best for them. But Absolutely. They, they, they haven't had that that moment, like yep. that Danny Trejo moment that makes them go, let me rethink my life path. Yeah. So they're still kind of in the beginning. But it's all fresh and exciting. <laughs> Anyone with information is asked to call 911 immediately. Sunday night's riot and escape is the second major incident at Abraxas since July when dozens of teens were involved in a riot that started with a fight. Uh, no one got out that time, but it took police several hours to regain control. Uh, Braxis Academy has been around since the 1970s and is described online as a secure residential tr- uh, treatment and detention center for boys 14 to 18 years old. The teens can be admitted for a number of reasons, including serious charges, repeated behavioral issues, or a history of sexual offenses. Braxis is close, close to the Chester County line where the high-profile escape recently had residents on edge. Yeah, they say they're looking for a 60-foot-tall man wearing an extraordinarily long trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> People were talking about that this weekend. Charlie Manuel, the former Phillies manager,
pitcher who led the team to a World Series victory in 2008 is improving after suffering a stroke on Saturday. According to a statement released by the Phillies organization, Manuel's wife, Missy, said he has made improvements over the last 12 hours and that his doctors are encouraged. Officials with the Philadelphia Phillies said in a statement on Saturday that the stroke occurred while Manuel was undergoing a medical procedure in a Florida hospital. The hospital was able to attend to Charlie immediately and subsequently remove a blood clot, the team said. I was walking around the RBQ, Kathy, when, when the, the notification came in about it, and I was like, I stopped at my church. Oh, my God! I know. And I people know. are coming up and saying hi, and I just, Charlie Manuel had a stroke. I know. I texted yeah. uh, Missy, and um, she got back to me yesterday, Sunday, and so she says, you know, he's doing okay. Good. But uh, thoughts and prayers are certainly welcome, and, uh, you know, please keep him in your thoughts in the next uh, day or so, because initially, the first 24 hours was the most important. We've had him in recently and have had the opportunity to spend some some really great interviews with him. He's just the best. He and his wife. Love that guy. The 79-year-old manager managed the Phillies for nine seasons from 2005 to 2013 and guided them to the World Series Championship in 2008. As Manuel is a beloved icon in Philadelphia, there was an outpouring of support on social media and fans across the city were wishing him well. The Manuel family said that they are very appreciative of every post on social media. Manuel's wife says she believes the incredible support is aiding in his recovery. He remains in uh, the Florida area hospital as of Sunday night. Family members and community leaders are calling for justice after a 13-year-old was attacked and beaten inside a Southern California McDonald's, an incident that was captured in the now viral video. Cassidy Jones told her mother that she was walking out of the restroom inside the Lomita restaurant last week when a woman seen in the video locked eyes with her. She said the woman seemed upset and said that she fights kids. That's when the teenager says she was attacked for no reason. In the video, the adult woman is seen pulling Cassidy's hair, forcing her to the ground and hitting her multiple Multiple times. Multiple people can be seen in the footage watching the attack. Eventually, one person jumped in to help. On Saturday, Cassidy's mother, other family, and community members gathered for a protest outside the McDonald's where the beating took place. Well, one thing, uh, this people standing around with cameras. I, I can't take it. <laughs> well, I can't well, take it. Someone's being beaten. Would, did, at any point, do you have any inclination to intercede and try to help this kid? Well... <sighs> I Listen, know. you don't know until you're in that situation. No, I know that. I mean, you walk in and you see something going on. You have no idea what just happened. And you also have to think about your own safety, too. I know it's, it, it you know, and then uh, the, maybe that's a, a litigious thing's popping in your yeah. mind. Most important thing to do is try to get the authorities as soon as possible. Right. But I know what you're saying, but I also, every situation is like, I, you know, no, I don't know. And I completely agree. I, you know, we, because things seem bizarre. It's like, am I really seeing this? I, I, know. I get that. Yeah. When there's like 11 people standing around, one say, okay, you guys get it on video and we're going to try to stop this kid's ass from getting kicked. It's, it's just, it's weird. They're calling for the woman involved to turn herself in for, and for the McDonald's managers to be charged since they did not take action to stop it. The teen's mother also said she's upset that McDonald's hasn't reached out to apologize. Meanwhile, the Los Angeles Police Department says there is an ongoing investigation into the incident. Fortunately, there is video of this, and there is clear-cut evidence that this woman yeah. is beating this person, so that so, can be used she, against her. And she announces, I fight kids? Yeah. And uh, this, she was 13 years old. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Uh, very yeah, very big individual, by the way, the adult. She's yeah. very large. Uh, no arrests have been made at this time. In sports this morning... <laughs> The Phillies lost to the Cardinals 6-5 last night in St. Louis. What the f***? 
Jordan Walker hit a tie-breaking home run in the eighth inning, and Paul Goldschmidt drove in three runs to lead the Cardinals to the win. The f*** is that? St. Louis avoided a season sweep after losing its first five games against the Phils this year. With only 13 games remaining in the regular season, the Phillies are still in the top spot in the National League wildcard, three games ahead of the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Phils are on the road again tonight as they open up a three-game series in Atlanta against the Braves. Zach Wheeler will get the start. First pitch is scheduled for 7:20. Yesterday in the NFL, the New York Giants overcame a 21-point deficit to come back and beat the Cardinals 31-28 in Arizona. The Dallas Cowboys improved to 2-0 after beating the New York Jets 30-10. And the Washington Commanders also are 2-0 after they beat the Broncos 35-33 in Denver. The Eagles, who beat the Minnesota Vikings on Thursday night, don't play again until next Monday when they'll travel to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. Kickoff for that game will be at 7-15. And that's what I have for you this morning. I right, thank you very much, uh, Kathy. Welcome back uh, from the weekend, everyone. Uh, we got five days of work ahead of us, and we got some stuff to fill in that with. And we're going to start with the Word of the Week prize. We have a four-pack of great seats, VIP parking, and VIP club access as Four Walls presents the Always Sunny in Philly podcast, which is going to be this Saturday. It's at the Man. Uh, so you get the full VIP hookup, the parking, the club seats, all that stuff. Excellent. Uh, so we will give that away, which is always a wonderful thing to do. So stick with us for the letter of the day, word of the week prize. Now, not only that, we got money to give away because we begin this morning, Crumbum Cash. Oh, yeah. On the Pres- you're a real crumbum. On the Preston and Steve show. Absolutely. You're you're a lush and you're a crumb <laughs> and a creep. You're a crumb, creep, lush coward. That's, yes. You're a real crumbum. Those are the words. You those. are a lush. I can tell by looking at you. <laughs> Just by looking at you. By looking I'll at you. I'll take it back there and beat your head. Yeah. I want to fight you. I want to fight you. Yeah, so we'll... Uh, Get away from me. I'll I don't you. want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to you. Uh, we are going to give away $1,000 five times a day. You're going to have a hell of a story on that That's one. damn right we are. Every day we're giving away $1,000 five times. And we will begin. We get the, the honor of starting this at 8 o'clock this morning. And we will do it again at 10 a.m. And then it happens again at noon and 3 and 5. P. One, two, three. <laughs> I'm going to satisfy you financially. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one, two, three, and 5 p.m. Actually, no, it's uh, 8 a.m., 10 a.m., noon, 3 and 5. We should have done it at 1, 2, should have, 3. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but two, three. It's easy. Each time we announce a keyword, and then you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it, and there are three ways to do that, and you can uh, enter through the contest page at WMMR.com. You can go through our MMR app on your mobile device, or you can text it, and there's a special number, which is 45911, and I'll reveal all, all that information again when we're ready to it's go. Something bizarre. One, two, three. That's right. Uh, so, it is brought to you by our friends at Horizon Services, Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. All the contest rules are available at WMMR.com. And you get a thousand bucks if you win, so make sure that you uh, you play along with us. All right, we're just getting started on. This. You're less than a man. Well, I oh. apologize, but we do have money to give away. So uh, let's take a break. Come back. I have a boatload of information from the world of celebs that uh, transpired over the weekend. A stupid question, all that stuff coming up, and of course we got to recap the MMR barbecue oh, yeah. from the weekend. So we'll get into that at some point. Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. It's a scientific fact. People like free shit. And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. 
PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swooping and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, we're going to give away a prize with our stupid question, and it's a pair of tickets as MMR Rock's John Mayer a solo acoustic tour, huh. which is pretty cool. Special guest JP, JP Sachs, which is going to be Saturday, October 7th at the Wells Fargo Center. So, the question that I ask is this What does the letter B stand for when referring to a camera's shutter speed? Hmm, letter B. Yeah, I did not know this. 215 263. WMMR. What does the letter B stand for when referring to a camera shutter speed? 215-263-WMMR. All right, we'll go through some birthdays today. Uh, Being the 18th day of September, it is Lance Armstrong's birthday today. (laughs) Yeah. just on that series um, where they were replicating what it would be like to live on Mars in a space colony. He was was one of the guys. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So his... Is he forgiven or... Uh, yeah, what's the deal? Well, you he's know. on this show. So I guess some people do, but the funny thing was that at some point I was watching a clip press and someone in the show was accused of cheating and, and he pipes up. It's like, this is a time where you need to shut up. Yeah, man. And they stripped him of all his medals, right? Um, I, I don't know. I assume they did. I, I don't thought know. they did. That's a good question, Kevin. Floyd Landis was the one who was uh, shunned because he's from this area. Floyd Landis, I think, is from the Harleysville area. And, and that's the thing. Everybody was cheating. Every single, not every single person, but like but a lot of them were. A yeah. lot of them were, and yeah. it was like, all right, I got to do this to keep up with everybody. Right. Did you watch? I'm sorry, I was watching the documentary uh, uh, that actually was done, and during the filming of the documentary, they uncovered what he had been doing. So the entire tone of the documentary shifts yeah. halfway through. It's pretty wild to see it. Okay, he was the only writer to win seven Tour de France titles, but was later stripped of all of his titles after okay. the investigation. He also swore up and down that there was. There was nothing going on. There was no, and they were, he's basically, what do they call that? They're recycling the blood and yeah, right. all that stuff, yeah. yeah. Uh, we also have uh, Frankie Avalon celebrating a birthday today. There you go. Uh, by the way, Lance Armstrong's 52, if I didn't say how old he was. Frankie Avalon, I get him and Frankie Valley mixed up all the time. Just think of the beach blanket movies, Frankie yeah. Avalon. But, yeah. uh, and Frankie Valley's the Four Seasons, yep. but yep. it's because of the V in the last name oh. that always messes me up. Frankie Avalon's in Greece? Yes, uh, yes, yeah. he's, uh, he's, he's the drop school dropout. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So he is uh, eighty three years that, old. And he's that, got like a dozen kids or something oh, a like t- that. Ton of kids. Yeah. And he was never involved with the Ned Funicello, even though they played, you know, right. love interest in so many of those cheesy movies. Yep. Uh, is that movie? Is that song "Peter's School Dropout"? Is that actually in the 
musical? Play? I, I don't, don't think know. it is, right? Oh, I thought it was. Okay. Uh, the Hopelessly Devoted to You was not. Yeah. That's the one they wrote for um, uh, Olivia Newton-John, right, so she right. would have a, a, a ballad, yeah, a big yeah. hit. But I, I think it might have been in there, Steve, because Pinky was, or I mean, uh, yeah, wasn't her name Pinky? Yeah. Pete, no, no. Uh, no, not Pinky. Dee Frenchie. Frenchie. Frenchie was a, a big part Gosh, of this. She ended show. up, well, she painted, not painted her hair turned, turned pink, her yeah. <laughs> uh, he's 83. Jada Pinkett Smith ah. uh, is 52 years old. Get your, get her name out of your, okay, out your mouth. <laughs> Right now, I actually have a story uh, concerning Chris Rock and the and the slap coming up here in the entertainment report. Uh, but Jada Pinkett Smith is fifty two today. Yeah, you, know, you forget yeah, she was really good in the Matrix movies. She was really good on Gotham. She played a, a villain in the first couple seasons, a real badass. Mm-hmm. She's solid. Was she in um, Nutty Professor, the first one? Yes, yes, yeah, gorgeous love interest. In yeah, stunning. Uh, so we also have Holly Robinson, Pete. Turning a year older, she is 59 years old today, and her and uh, Rodney Pete still together, yeah. so doing well. 21 Jump Street is where she popped out. Uh, then you have uh, James Marsden. Ah. Uh-huh. Yep, Cyclops in the X-Men films. Dude's uh, very good looking. Hairspray. Uh, yeah, and he can he does singing, dancing, acting, all of it. He's on a uh, show right now that people are raving about called Jury Duty. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's like a reality game show. I haven't watched it yet, but uh, Nick Murphy, whose opinion I trust, uh, in, uh, he says it's terrific, it's really worth checking out. I very much want to see it. It's a practical Joe thing where one person isn't in on the joke. James Marsden is, they, they have one guy, they're all in jury duty. James Marsden is playing himself as a person who was just called yeah. for jury duty and apparently he uh. pretends to be a ridiculous you know, diva, okay, right, spoiled right. rotten, I, I, I'm very entitled actor, and he's supposed to be hilarious in it, so I need to see it. He's very funny in a movie. I forget the name of it. Casey, you'll probably remember it. Uh, it is uh, his... Uh, they get involved with the Amish... Um, uh, oh, uh, Sex Drive? Sex Drive. Sex Drive. He plays the overly macho brother, like, yeah. a, like a Chet type, who turns okay. out to be gay later on. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. Uh, he's 50 today. All right, then you have... Jason Sudeikis. Oh! Ted Lasso himself. Finally finished it. Turns a year older. You have not finished it? I finally finished it. Oh, you it. did? Yeah. Okay. Are we happy? Yes. I don't quite understand uh, complaints about the third season. I, I really enjoyed it. And um, not all seasons and not all episodes are perfect. Right. Uh, but I thought the story arc of all of it and all three seasons summed it really well. I get why people would want more, because but always oh, leave God, them wanting yeah. more. I, yeah. I, I think it was just a... a I, honestly, the way that it wrapped up, I loved it. I think if you pace it out the regular way that a stage play would be paced out, season one, two, and three, they did a turn. Terrific yeah. job. And what a success he had with that. Jason Sudeikis is 48 today. Patrick Schwarzenegger, uh, son of Arnold, legend. is 30 years old today. It says model and actor. I really don't know anything he's in. So, uh, Billy Eichner, Billy on the Street. Oh, I've been in the studio. Here, yeah. Yep, he's bros. been here. He's, uh, we're bros. Yeah, the movie bros. Oh, the movie bros. Yeah. I thought you were saying we're bros. We're bro- <laughs> he's here in the studio. Uh, he is 45 today. He's and- going to, you know what he's, he said, Preston, when he's here, he's working on a movie about the life of Paul Lynn. Oh, really? And he wants to play Paul Lynn. I think that would actually work. That would be awesome. Uh, and last birthday, another person who's been here a couple of times, Aisha Tyler. Oh, we love her. Celebrates her birthday today. Yeah, she is uh, 53 years old. Criminal Minds and a uh, bunch of other stuff. Oh, and ladies and gentlemen, the 76th birthday of the United States Air Force. Hey! I'm actually blown away 
that the Air Force is only 76 yeah. years old. It was um, the United States uh, Army Air Division. Okay. And then uh, they became their own um, division in 1947. So they existed as a separate, separate entity uh, within the uh, U.S. Army. What's your right. name, fat buddy? <laughs> because some of the, mil- the military, you know, the Navy has its uh, air wing right. and so do the Marines. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And the Army. And so, therefore... Are you a little mess? Yeah. Uh, but they created their own uh, their own uh, uh, division. And so Kyle cool. McCarty is a uh, an Air Force member. He's a veteran. Yeah, yeah. veteran. Yeah, donut. So happy birthday to the Air Force. Where is he over there? Hey, he's over there. Oh, Somewhere. What's up, Kyle? Hey. Yeah, man. Okay. All right. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. What does the B stand for when referring to camera shutter speed? Two one five two six three WMMR. We're going to go to Adam. See if he knows the answer. Yo, Adam. Good morning. Good morning, it. Good morning to see you, Adam. Uh, what does the B stand for, please? Bulb. 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 He is correct. Hang on a second, bud. Got you a pair of tickets to see John Mayer solo acoustic tour with special guest JP Sachs Saturday, October 7th at the Wells Fargo Center. And tickets are on sale now via Wells Fargo Center Philly.com. At the box office this weekend, number one again was The Nun 2. <laughs> it's pretty wild. I know. It, did anybody see the first one? I did. Is it okay? It's, it's really not. And, I, and okay. I'm a big fan of the, the Conjuring it's series. Really uh, <laughs> Steve's review. Yeah, it's well, really listen, not. no, I saw. <laughs> the tomato review was yeah. the same thing. It was this kind of a stinker, and I'm like, well, why is this one doing so well? See, that, that's weird that it picked yeah. up this head of steam. I think that it, it found life, you know, just streaming. Uh, I, actually, the character in The Conjuring 2, Preston, is amazing. Okay. Uh, and the way that she makes her debut. But I'm like, it was too much. Too much! Okay, so The Nun 2 is number one, followed by Haunting in Venice. Uh, Equalizer 3 is third. Uh, then you have my Big Fat Greek Wedding 3, Barbie, Jawan, uh, Blue Beetle, Gran Turismo, Oppenheimer's ninth, and wrapping up the top ten was Teenage Mutant I, Ninja Turtles. Finally show Bar- Barbie, the movie I saw it over the weekend. Oh, yeah? And it, I thought it was well done. Yeah. I, and Kathy, is a, 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 there appears to be so many uh, Easter eggs in the actual oh, yeah. equipment that they're using that seems to be really, um, you know, down to the food that she has in her house that okay. she needs seems to be exactly what you would find. I mean, they were very precise I, you about know, it. I still have not seen it. Maybe it, wait. Is it still? Um, it's, it, you can get Kathy, it. It's streaming. You, you can get it. You can now, do it now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna. I'm this week. I'm gonna do. It. I'm gonna sit down and watch it. Yeah, I'd be surprised I, if you didn't find 500 things that you recognize <laughs> from the toys. I love how in the in the dream house she turns on the shower and just nothing comes yeah. out. Yeah, she's just pretending. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, and as right. They, they point out, which I thought was great, and I, I didn't understand it in the trailer, is that you never make the Barbie go down the stairs in the dream house. You just pick her out of the house and yeah. Put, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what she does. Yeah, she floats out of the house. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. All right. I've got some stories. We're going to start with this. Drew Barrymore announced Sunday that she will pause her daytime talk show until the ongoing writer's strike. you got to be kidding. Is resolved. She said, I've listened to everyone and I am making the decision to pause the show's <sighs> premiere until the strike is over. President, as a passionate druid, mm-hmm. I am very a upset dru- by this. You're a druid? <laughs> The Druids. I've maybe seen seven seconds of her talk um, show. So, I mean, this is a, kind of a big deal because they were uh, they were picketing her. You know, they they she she was going to go forward, and they they started picketing, and she's like, "Okay, uh, I changed my mind." Yeah, she said, "I have no words to express my deepest apologies to anyone I have hurt, and of course, to our incredible team uh, who works on the show and has made it uh, what it is today. We really tried to find our way forward, and I truly hope for a resolution for the entire industry very soon." While she is not a member of the 
the Writers Guild and her Screen Actors Guild status was unaffected by her daytime gig, uh, the resuming of her show was considered a crossing of the picket line anyway. Uh, thing sucks! <laughs> Some people don't like it. So, this is uh, interesting. Russell Brand has been accused of, quote, rape, sexual assaults, and emotional abuse. We'll have a clip for this, uh, by the way. Uh, In a new report that was published in the Sunday Times of London over the weekend, five women uh, shared their stories with the outlet, which allegedly occurred between 2006 and 2013. One woman accused the forgetting Sarah Marshall actor of emotional and sexual abuse uh, during a three-month-long relationship when she was 16 years old, and he was in his 30s. She described something that I cannot describe here that apparently caused her to choke. Mm. Uh, an an anatomy uh, thing here. So uh, she also said that he would call her the child and asked her to read passages of Lolita while they were together. Other accusations include one woman who said uh, she was raped by the actor in his Hollywood Hills home in 2012 and another woman claimed he sexually assaulted her at his West Hollywood home in 2013. His former personal assistant, Helen Berger, also told the outlet that she witnessed him showing, quote, intimate pictures of women to his friends, including photos of someone that she knew. Um, So he has deny the allegations and we have a clip of him he posted a uh, video on YouTube and uh, this is part of what he had to say these allegations pertain to the time when I was working in the mainstream when I was in the newspapers all the time when I was in the movies and as I've written about extensively in my books I was very very promiscuous now during that time of promiscuity the relationships I had were absolutely always consensual so that's what he has to say so see how this plays out yeah absolutely um other news speaking of uh sexual issues um Ashton Kutcher has resigned as chairman of the board of his anti-child sex abuse organization that he co-founded after he and Mila oh, Kunis wrote letters seeking leniency for convicted rapist uh, Danny Masters. I, I agree with his reasoning behind it because he'd be a distraction from the mission of the of the organization. Oh, exactly. So they, they don't need that. He can still support it. Yes. Uh, but he was the initial face, got it up and running, and now he can step away. Yeah. He stepped down from the board of Thorn. That's what it's called, an organization that he founded with his then-wife to me more in 2009. Um, he had said in a letter to the board, uh, after my wife and I spent several days, <clears throat> excuse me, of listening, personal reflection, learning, and conversations with survivors and the employees and leadership at Thorm, I've determined that a responsible thing for me to do is resign as chairman of the board, effective immediately. And he also said, how about that Russell Brand? <laughs> he said, I cannot allow my error in judgment to distract from our efforts and, over there. <laughs> and the children we serve. Uh, now, they've done good work. His organization yeah. has done very good work. And you're right, though. This is the right move because it is just a yeah, distraction. It's a distraction. The, the cause is the more important thing. Uh, he said in his resignation letter that he offered, quote, my heartfelt apology to all victims of sexual violence and, and everyone at Thorne who I hurt. Uh, by what I, I encourage did. you all to read about Russell Brown. <laughs> all right, um, here's an interesting story. Steve Martin has adamantly denied physically assaulting a fellow actor while filming. Uh, Martin was slammed this week as, quote, horrid by uh, former Little Shop of Horrors co-star Miriam Margolis. What? Who said he repeatedly punched, slapped, and knocked her down while filming simulated punches and various other stunts. So, it's interesting. She's the woman who said that um, 
Arnold Schwarzenegger farted in her face. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. the same one. Same woman. Okay. And okay. I don't farted in my face. I don't remember her in Little Shop of Horrors. No. I don't know who she played. But she goes on to say, my memory is that we had a good... Or no, this is what uh, Steve Martin said. <laughs> he said, my memory is that we had a good communication as professional actors, but when it is implied that I harmed her or was in some way careless about doing the stunts, I have to object. I remember taking extreme caution, he said. Uh, he told the outlet that uh, Margolis even told him that she was okay after they finished filming that particular scene and claimed director Frank Oz and other crew members were actively attentive to any concerns or issues regarding the simulated acts. So this has come up in, I believe, her memoirs. So it's not like she's like right. going after him or right. anything like that. Uh, but she did write, okay, I guess she was his assistant uh, in the dentist scene. Oh, okay. He uh, fasted in my face. He was punching people in the face and stuff like that. Right. That. It was a part of the, 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 and he was actually very funny in that. He was a sadist, yeah. Yeah. That's the whole premise. So um, Oz explained, uh, there was never any physical contact between me and her, accidental or otherwise, in this scene or any other that we shot. Uh, that's what people said. Oz explained that he purposely always rehearsed scenes like this and didn't see anything resembling actual violence. So Frank Oz said the scene was supposed to include a fake punch. Um, it's puzzling what she's talking about. It's not the Steve I know or anyone knows. He's always been professional and respectful of everyone on all of my shoots. You know, you know what's lacking in all this stuff is her sitting. Hey, Steve, here she is. Well, do you have something you want to say to Steve? What What happened? Yeah. Well, I, you know, it's it's one person saying it in one direction, the other person saying it in another direction, and they they don't converse, and it all goes out in the press, and there's no resolution. Well, this is what she. It's in her book. Yeah. So, so this is the 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 um uh the portion. It said I was hit all day by doors opening in my face, repeatedly punched, slapped, and knocked down by an unlovely and unapologetic Steve Martin. Perhaps he was method acting and came home grumpy. So uh, that, that's the extent of it, I guess. So that's just encountering, uh, you know, uh, talking about her experiences on the set of that movie. So cannibalistic plant on that set. There are bigger things to worry about. Right, exactly. Well, Hugh Jackman and Deborah Lee Furness have announced their plans to separate after nearly three decades of marriage. Wow. Something is over! I don't it know. It sucks. I know, right? I mean, they... they I think you could always turn to them and look at how well they were handling everything, but it's over. It's all. It's over. It's over. Yeah. Uh, it's over. In a statement, this one is over. In a statement shared with people, the couple said, uh, "We have been blessed to share almost three decades together as husband and wife in a wonderful, loving marriage. Our journey now is shifting, and we have decided to separate to pursue our individual growth." So, what do you? If you were to guess, I mean, have they just grown apart? Is is he? You know. Where where is he? I mean, he's. I, I bet you he'll be fairly candid about it, and she, she she will probably as well because I've seen her interviewed. Well, there's there's the two kinds of of breakups. I'm, I'm sure there's yeah. more than two, but you have you have the erosion, yeah, and you have the explosion, right? You know, and it maybe this is the eroding type. I maybe. Maybe we're they want just, to go see what else is out there. Or? Yeah. Uh, so they had written further and said, our family has has been and always has been our highest priority. Uh, we undertake this next chapter with gratitude, love, and kindness. We greatly appreciate your understanding and respecting our privacy as our family navigates this transition in all of our lives. Um, they signed the statement uh, with Deb and Hugh Jackman, concluding this is the sole statement either of us will make. Hugh, how do you feel when Deb says those things? <laughs> <laughs> this is their yeah. this, this is their. 
therapist. John Rambo marriage counselor. <laughs> You're better than that. You're better than that. (laughs) I want you to feel relaxed and comfortable and know I'm here for you. Uh, by the way, the Australian power couple have been married for more than 27 years this year. Two children together. Oscar, who's... Daughters? <laughs> well, Ava is their daughter. Okay. Who's 18. Yeah, your daughter. And uh, Oscar is 23. Would you uh, like some Vegemite? Uh, Jackman first met Furness in 1995 on the set of the Australian TV series called Corelli. And at the time, she was an established actress and he was fresh out of drama school. She was a big star. Yeah, was just making his foray into acting despite their 13-year age gap. The pair... Uh, quickly fell head over heels and for each other and less than a year later uh, they were married uh, so how old is she now and how old is he now you know what um he's 107 I, I don't have their ages she's case. 67 and he's 54 okay. they, they use different numbers in australia <laughs> ah the metric system yeah that's gotcha okay he's 10 kilograms and the water goes right. the other way around Hunter. the uh down the drain drain is that true it does Yep. Yeah, I below the so. equator. Yeah. All right. So anyhow, that was sad to see. It was very sad. Love I, you, I, Jackman. I, I, for some reason, it was always sort of a nice thing that they were able to maintain their relationship yeah. and all I, the hubbub. I thought they were the full-on long haul. Yeah. So. Um, so this is the interesting thing. I was telling you about Chris Rock earlier. Uh, Leslie Jones spoke with People Magazine in a recent interview about how the infamous Oscar slap really affected her friend and fellow comedian Chris Rock. Uh, she told the outlet he was humiliated mm-hmm. by Will Smith slapping him. Uh, she said people need to understand his Daughters. Daughters. She said, My yeah. Daughters. Uh, need to understand that his daughters. Why do you say it like that? And his parents. Sorry. It's daughters. What are you, moron? That's the Pope. Mm-hmm. My daughters. daughters. Pretend that you were stupid. That is the truth. <laughs> daughters. How do you say it? Daughters. Daughters. Oh, thank you, sir. That's how you say it. Mm. Unless you're a stupid. Uh, so this is what uh, Leslie Love Jones daybreak. Leslie Jones had to say about uh, Chris Rock. She said, uh, people need to understand his daughters, his parents, they saw that. He had to go to counseling with his daughters. My daughters? Uh, she added, everybody got pissed off about him doing a special. She said, well, that's what comedians do. Instead of us going crazy, uh, we talk about. We talk about it on the effing stage. And she said, thank God we've got the stage. But apparently he had to go and have somebody talk to him about coping with this. You got your face slapped yeah. uh, in front of the world. Yeah. And that was the biggest story. And he he took some time. And I think, you know, Will Smith has done sort of tacit, um, you know, olive branch extensions. But I don't I don't think uh, uh, Chris Rock has really accepted any of them. No. You know, like he it really made a, a profound impact. Yeah, yeah. Figuratively and literal. literally. 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 My doctor taught me that word. TMZ reports that uh, Lamar Odom crashed his Mercedes-Benz into two parked cars last week. <laughs> He's got it tough because he's got to drive with his head out the sunroof. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the former basketball star's rep said that he lost control of the vehicle while driving home from a friend's house at 3 a.m. after dropping his cell phone in the car. Oh, that's what Cell phone? Uh, luckily. My daughter's. <laughs> luckily. Have you ever had that? No one was hurt. Oh, absolutely. What is the, the worst thing in the world? Well, and of course, there's cancer and genocide. Uh, but when your cell phone slides between the Oh, it sucks. Under the mechanism of the chair. As as far as dropping things, though, while driving, though, 
when I was a smoker, uh-huh. if you dropped a cigarette oh. while you were driving, it's lit. It's like, yeah, it's worse than than spilling something. Yeah, it's because you've got to get that now because it's going to burn a hole in the carpet in the seat or whatever, yeah. and you yeah. could you could have an accident. Um, but I've I've dropped so many things while driving. And I've I've told my kids, you know, when I was teaching them to drive, I'm like, listen, this is going to happen to you. Right, you're going to drop a, a fully open beverage. It's going to spill all over the place. You're going to something's going to dump out on. Yeah. Uh, and I, don't worry about it. Uh-huh. Just let that go. It's going to be a mess. Yeah. You're going to have to clean it up. But whatever you do, pull over first and don't worry about the phone or whatever you drop. No, it's good advice. I have. Yeah. One, uh, I have accidentally jerked the wheel because I went to go grab uh-huh. grab something and I yeah. slammed into a fence. You know? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you, also sometimes it's just a convenient excuse for somebody who's driving home at three in the morning. And, yeah, uh, maybe, this maybe is a, true. Maybe a few cocktails on the way home and uh, or before leaving and say, oh, I dropped my phone. Quite possible, yes. All right, a um, couple other things here. Uh, this is nice. Uh, people report said Beverly Hills 90210 cast members, Shannon Doherty, Tori Spelling, Jason Priestley, Jenny Garth, Ian, Ian Ziering, uh, Brian Austin Green, and Gabrielle Carteris, uh, Carteris had all reunited at uh, 90s Con in Tampa, Florida over the weekend. And Doherty, who has been diagnosed with stage 4 breast cancer, teared up as she received a standing ovation uh-huh. toward the end of the event. So she technically right now is in remission, right? I don't know. I don't know. There are so many ladies, uh, actresses that are that are dealing with the heavy uh, uh, issues, uh, medical issues that I, I forget who's who and what condition well, I think they're she in. is. Can you be stage four and be in remission at the same time? Well, it says stage four. Yeah. That's so the last thing I read said that it was in stasis. I assumed that that okay. meant it was in in remission, or I don't know. It, whatever it is. Um, it's when the news first came out. It seemed very, very. I mean, it is austere. It is. A, it is a serious thing. But um, she seems to be doing okay. Oof. Well, it says here in this clip in June, it's the cancer had spread to her brain. Steve. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't see that. Moved, and uh, so yeah, I don't know. But like you know, there's there are a lot of people that are dealing with these. You have Christina Applegate. You have right uh, the uh, the MS situation with um, oh man. Uh, the actress Selma from Blair. Selma Blair, and so a lot of people are facing. Does Alyssa Milano is she? No, having no she's just no. got a hairy stomach. Oh, <laughs> got a hairy beef. <laughs> she's got a man trail down to her cooter. <laughs> well, yeah. So according to a report in June, it's terminal and it spread to her brain for sure. Oh my god, Jen and Doherty. So I don't think Steve that it is. In How her recent region. was that? This is June. Okay, this is horrible. So I am uh, Alyssa Milano, and I deal with a manly patch of hair down to my crotch. Uh, she told the audience, thank you so much. You guys know how much I love crying constantly, and I do, it seems, so thank you. And she also spoke uh, with the outlet on Sunday about uh, her battling with cancer. She said, I have a fight for my life that I deal with every day, uh, and I think I'm really great, she said. So well, she, she appreciated yeah. the audience. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would. By the way, those 90s cons are pretty cool if you see some of the collections of people that they have those things. Well, there was uh, another one, uh, another uh, notable moment, Mark Paul Gossler reflected on the moment he almost uh, quit acting during the 90s con. Uh, He, of course, uh, he, he, well... He was in Saved by the Bell. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah. reading the way this is written is all messed up. Uh, he was devastated when Fox canceled the series Pitch 
in which he played uh, catcher Mike Lawson in 2017. He said, I wanted to quit the industry after that ended. He said, that was one of those you feel like in your lifetime, you're not going to be handed an opportunity like this. So uh, for that to pass in the fashion that it did, it was sort of a gut punch. He said, that's a role, though, that I don't make light of, but I had to go to therapy with my wife oh, wow. after losing that one. So, How did he feel about Franklin and Bash? I He didn't comment on Franklin. That was a law show, I think right? it was a law show. It was about... Law. About law. Uh, let me see here. What else do I want to hit here before we move on to clips? How about this? Yeah, Steve, here's a little industry news as far as money and stuff goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, media mogul Byron Allen. <sighs> we talked about not too long ago. He started a stand-up comedian, did a few TV shows. He has offered... $10 billion to the Walt Disney Company to, pur- company to purchase its ABC television network. Byron Allen. He has $10 billion? Yes. He does. Yeah, Casey, he does. there was a time, as you well know, on, on reality uh, TV shows early on, he was a moderately successful stand-up mm-hmm. comedian. Mm-hmm. But he, he he's like a Tyler Perry type. He just knows how to make it work, and he's worth billions now. Wow. Yep, in addition to the cable networks, FX and National Geographic, he wants to buy all of that. Uh, uh, they might consider that, too. They, they are. Actually, yeah. the bid would include ABC's national TV network as well as several regional stations. The offer is a preliminary and could change at any time. But the $10 million figure is based on an estimate, uh, estimation that the networks accrued $1.25 billion in earnings before interest taxes, uh, depreciation, and uh, amortization within the past year. My eyes are rolling white. But Disney uh, CEO Bob Iger had signaled in July that Disney was open to selling some of its television assets. Byron and, Allen says this would be his opportunity to reactivate Franklin and Bash. Uh, this as consumers continue to flock to streaming networks eclipsing traditional television and cable. And since then, the company has been in talks with potential buyers, including local broadcaster Nexstar. Uh, it's just amazing that he Byron can go Allen. around and make $10 billion yeah. offers. It's insane. Wow. And okay. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yep. All right, uh, clips. We doing okay, those? Yeah, we can try. Exciting! Right. Well, uh, I think they're mystery clips. I oh! Yeah, I mean, they're not over yet, so... Uh... Oh. Hey, you know what? Screw it. Let's just play this clip, and I don't really care. And All then right. you guys can uh, raise your hands and let me know what you think. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, you can get on it and ride on the horse. I used to love I'm that. I'm scared of horses. I have to accuse myself. As big as you are? I'm scared of horses to this day, Tiff. Oh. I don't know why. I, I just scared of them. You ain't never seen me in a scene with a horse. <laughs> you are I'd have so been right. in a scene with ostriches, iguanas. I ain't never been in a scene with a horse. I don't know why. Steve <laughs> sent that clip over to yeah. us. Yeah. Snoop Dogg saying, talking about why he's afraid of horses. Yeah. yeah. He's talking to Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. <laughs> iguanas. <laughs> I love yeah, how he's got I'm afraid of horses. I can't. It was in the Starsky and Hutch. Yeah. 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 Iguana. I just like I how he says it. Play that clip again. I want to hear it. Right. Yeah, you can get on it and ride on the horse. I used to love I'm that. I'm scared of horses. What? As big as you are? I'm scared of horses to this day, Tiff. I don't know why. I, I just scared of them. You ain't never seen me in a scene with a horse. You are I'd have so been right. in a scene with ostriches, iguanas. I ain't never been in a scene with a horse. I don't know why. So, speaking of horses, uh, I, walking out of the Eagles game on Thursday night, there were a couple of guys on horses. Not police officers, but like inner city, oh, right, uh, right, like yeah. horse stable right, guys. Yeah. Like the Andrew's album movie. One dude was just standing, like straight up on top of the saddle. And I was like, okay. And he just was standing there. And I'm like, I, I, okay, if this horse decides to take off, like, 
<laughs> You're done, bro. Well, trick riders will ride yeah. you know, standing up and yeah. stuff like that. Which horse is surfing. Wild, but, yeah. Um, wow. The, we have a picture of it. That's the exact horse that he was standing on. That must be what this guy does. Okay. Um, but you know what? Here's the thing about Snoop, and I, you can defend him a little bit. They are huge animals. I love horses. I love them, and too. And I like to ride them and, and uh, have done so many times in my lifetime. But... They can do what they want to do. They are so big. I can see why somebody might go, man, I'm not going they'll here. They'll take that a bite thing. out of you, too, yeah. if they're pissed. Yeah. All right, here is the next clip. So the drama film Seven Bales follows a theater director who is dealing with repressed trauma as she prepares to mount a production of an opera. And here, director Atom Egoyan talks about the complexity of the main character. What became super compelling was this idea of a character who's completely aware of her traumas, like the childhood trauma, the stuff that happened to her during her childhood. It wasn't the cliche that kind of bubbles to surface unexpectedly. In fact, she goes into this knowing full well what mm. the material is. I don't, I, don't wanna, <laughs> I don't think I want to see it. Seven Bales is in theaters now. Here's our next clip. <laughs> The, ret- the Retirement Plan, starring Nicolas Cage, is a new comedy adventure film. And in this clip, director Tim Brown talks about the inspiration of making this movie. It came from the location. And then once I knew the location, I, I asked myself a question. I said, what if John Wick decided to finally retire and just become a drunk on the beach for 25 years and then has to be, you know, would he still have his quickness? Would he still have his abilities kind of thing? I don't I don't want I don't think I want to see it. Uh, the Retirement Plan is. Uh, streaming on platforms now. Nicholas Cage is in this? Yeah. Okay. He's always good. Yeah. Always fun. Uh, Even when he's not good, he's good. That is, uh, that's it. That's the entertainment report for today. All right. Um, the main thing we want to focus on today is it's the kickoff of Crumb Bum Cash. That's right. We have a chance to win $1,000. Not once, twice, three. Not one, two, one, three. One, two, yeah. three. Five times today. And Five. that's every day, Monday through Friday for the foreseeable future. We do this usually for a stretch of weeks. You're a real crumb bum. So all you got to do is at 8 o'clock, that's our first shot for you to win, is just listen for the keyword we give you. We'll tell you how to enter it, and then you sit back and wait. And it's the easiest you might grand win. you'll ever make. Yep. And so we do that at uh, 8, 10, noon, 3, and 5. One, two, three. And one, two, three. And it <laughs> starts today. So we'll take a break. We'll come back in a moment or two. We'll let you do the things you need to do, working your way in this morning, and uh, we'll chat in just a moment or two. But get yourself ready. 8 o'clock, your first shot to win that money. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR and the Preston and Steve Show present Crumb Bum Cash. You're a real crumb bum. Your chance to bring home some bread. $1,000 five times a day. Weekdays at 8 a.m., 10 and noon. Then again at 3 and 5 p.m. Listen for the Crumb Bum Contest keyword. Then enter it at WMMR.com via the MMR app or text it to 45911 for your chance to grab some dough with MMR's Crumb Bum Cash. Because Philadelphia, that's why. Official rules at WMMR.com. Sponsored by Horizon Services, heating, cooling, and plumbing. Book online at horizonezbook.com. From 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks, your wallet. So, MMRBQ was on Saturday. Oh, man. And I'm telling you... The day weather-wise was just absolutely 
spot on perfect. So the best we've ever had, right? Yeah. Weather-wise for for an barbecue, it was sensational. What Gorgeous. do you got, what, what do you think about uh, fall versus uh, spring? There's a case to be made, man. You know? you know, there maybe one or two people said that they they you know they uh, that they uh, were not able to attend because of school or going away or whatever. And it was also Rosh Hashanah as well. Yeah, that's true. And you know what we did get? Uh, we got a couple of emails from uh, some Jewish listeners, and uh, Bill uh, Weston had responded and said, "Look, it's just the routing for the bands. That we have to, we have to make sure that all the bands are actually available on specific dates, and that's why we had to move it uh, to the fall. That was mm-hmm. the reason. And so Bill had said to uh, the, the letters that came in, "Look, we try to consider all holidays and events that are going on, and try to make it convenient for as many people as possible." And that's just where it fell. It was either that or we couldn't, couldn't do, do it. it. Yeah, we, there was so, a point at which it was conceivably not going to happen at all. Yeah. And then everything was able to be, you know, re- routed that way, as you said, Preston. So to the er, to the initial question, man, it was awesome. So yeah. if it's spring or autumn, I think you're going to have a better shot. You know, we had a, a run of um, barbecues where it was just accepted that it was going to rain. Yep. And that it would rain later on and there would be a downpour and that was part of the deal. And then, and then that became the thing. But I like this not raining. I like this really comfortable weather yeah. and the sunniness and all of that. It was sensational. And the evening was uh, comfortably cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so it was uh, it was a great time. Anybody who wants to share anything uh, that you experienced, uh, feel free to get in touch with us. 215 215- Two six three WMMR. I had a really. It was a, it was a great moment. I was walking over towards the side stage, and I was with uh, Chuck D'Amico, and we're walking. And he looks behind us. He goes, "Yeah, dude, that guy's wearing a no sad bro shirt." I'm like, "Oh, that's great," you know. And he's like. Why don't you go ask him if, you know, have a, a, a picture taken? And I'm like, dude, I am not going to do that. I'm not going to walk up to somebody and go, hey, do you want to have your picture taken with right. me? Well, right, right. fast forward, I don't even know. Four minutes later, I'm standing side stage and the dude starts flagging me down yeah. to get his picture taken with me. I was like, more, oh, that's great. That's more organic. That's, you you yeah. don't want to be a tool and go, hey, I'm, I'm sure you want to take. Uh-huh. Sometimes when people are coming up and they've had a, and there's, and by the way, everyone was just so wonderfully nice and, mm. and to meet everybody and, and to press the flesh, as they say, but I do that as well. If someone's there and I see they're holding a, uh, their phone, I would you like to take a picture? Because yeah. a lot of times I've had people come back and say, I wanted to take a picture, but I didn't want to bother you. So you yeah. let them know it's okay. And if they don't want it, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, you were you were standing in line with a bunch of people, uh, Steve, uh, over by the side stage, and there was like a huge line of people that, uh, yeah, that yeah. showed up to get pictures taken. But Don McCloskey was on stage, and I really wanted to see some of that, so I, I kind of faded out and uh-huh. went over and watched. You, I you was, came over and worked it. Yeah. I was very appreciative of, of, uh, of the band being there. And by the way, our, our side stage, the President Steve Show side stage, has become so much fun. This is only our second year doing it. And who would have thought... <laughs> That a bunch of amateur singers, people that just, you know, do this for fun, uh, performing on stage would get such a response. It was I mean, great. People loved it. It was great. So, and the, the thing was, is that we had a little bit more surgical this year. So the first year, there was a little bit of wiggle room, but the, 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 like, uh, Vixen 77 stopped and, you know, they do the, the, the swap out for the next band. At that time, we kicked in yep. and it was Preston. So from, we went from zero to packed in front of the stage in just a couple of minutes. Yep. Cause everyone, came around they heard the music start up and that's the way it worked back and forth and it was great but we were like right down to the minute almost on every one of these uh these karaoke sessions yeah they're very uh specific with timing and and you you can't have conflicting you know bands playing on one stage and, and the other one at the same time uh but 
sidearm was fantastic. Oh my god! Uh, those, those guys, those guys are—they are, they can just convey or belt out a song. And not only were they performing the songs for the karaoke singers, they were also providing harmonies and doing oh, yeah. all the backup stuff. Yeah. So thank you to uh, Richie and Ryan and Bobby uh, from the band because they—they uh, they bring it. And we'll, we'll have to do it again next year. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's going to be a guys. perennial. All of the artists uh, were great. Uh, they had so much fun. Um, they bought some fans with them, and people were just getting into it. So uh, that that was excellent. I mean, at least two or three people come over and say that they got their bags of rye bread signed. By, oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> signing rye bread. Uh-huh. Nick did the uh, Nick had the rye bread cart, which was a, which was a huge hit. I can't believe how successful that was. You can't. I can't believe how much rye bread we had. I think Marissa said she bought three hundred dollars worth of rye bread. Yeah. yeah. Well, well Acme gave us a gift card. They, they, okay. Yeah. So, and, and initially, um, I was chatting with Marissa, and she's like, you're going to toss them out one at a time or whatever. And I was like, yeah, maybe. And then I realized I need to just hand them out one loaf at a time. <laughs> yeah. Because one slice doesn't cut it. I, I uh, Casey and I saw Giddy young people uh-huh. running around with full loaves of live rye bread. Casey was like, it's like you, you gave them a guitar I know. from the they stage. Were thrill- they were using it as a signing item, which was to me was cracking me up. But everyone was, what's with the rye bread? Yeah. And uh, the people who knew, knew, and those who didn't, well, they found out. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we did the uh, we did the um, uh, live band karaoke, which was a ball, and then, yes, uh, Don McCloskey uh, and his band, and they were hanging out for the duration. They were watching all the stuff. Uh, they got up and played um and were so much fun and i think it was uh nick was it you or uh, i'm not sure who said that uh don said before they started there were a bunch of people just kind of standing around going all right what are you gonna do well don saw that yeah and and so he was out on stage and was looking at the audience and then they the audience didn't quite know what to expect of don and then once he started playing and he got a song or two in people started grooving and having a good time and uh he's just he's a fun band He, he and his band are awesome oh man it's it's feel good music yes it's absolutely feel good music so i go up to to introduce the band and they start uh, like playing this yeah. little groove as I'm talking on the mic, you know, and then I go, "All right, now Don McCloskey and his band." <laughs> and I turn around, I walk away, and as I'm going off stage, the guy playing keyboards. Yeah. Head lit up the fattest joint <laughs> I've ever seen and just uh-huh. was spliffing right on stage. Well, it's legal. It was hilarious. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, was, it was hilarious, but he had this whole joint going the whole time they were playing. So there's one point where I am at that side part of the uh, the area there, Preston, where the, um, you know, I'm taking pictures of people, and I look over and I see Don running up the hill. Sprinting. Sprinting yeah. up the hill. That side hill yeah. with a whole bunch of people from the audience bolting up with him. The thing is and I'm steep. Like, I'm like, yeah. what is this all about? But it's just something he decided to do yeah. from the stage and a whole bunch of audience members ran up and then ran back down. That's a steep hill. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, we, we were busy with that for hours. Uh, so... Didn't get a chance to see uh, Vixen 77 or Tiger Cub or or Finger 11. Although my youngest uh, went and uh, checked out Tiger Cub and loved the band. So, did you know the lead singer is seven feet tall? Yeah, I yeah. could see his head from our side of the, the uh, yeah. stage here. But he is seven feet tall. He's I, seven feet tall. Yeah, I know. I was going to tell him because I saw him backstage after their set. He was smoking a cigarette and I wanted to tell him like, hey, dude, that could... St- 
stunt your growth. Oh, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> you don't be but apparently they, they were really cool with uh, Caroline and her friend. Oh, nice. Uh, and uh, they had a chance to meet him. And they, uh, uh, you know, got some merch and stuff like that. And that was really cool. But, yeah. Uh, everyone, all the bands seem to be having a good time. You're, you're right, though, Preston. We're over on that side stage, which is going to be, it, it is a thing. It will be a thing from here on in because yeah. it was so much fun. Yeah. Everyone knows where we're going to be, which is cool. Uh, rye bread on tap. Come on. And, yeah. <laughs> what more do you want? Though there was one point where I guess the battleship had some sort of something oh, pl- yeah. planned. And, and they fired off about 10 rounds. Uh, they just kept yeah. popping off yeah, yeah. these rounds. And, and, and not even from the big 30-inch guns, yeah. like the smaller ones. Insanely loud. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like every now and then, come on. After a while, we're like, okay, you That's can uh, stop now. That's good. Because we were right next to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it was pretty interesting. Um, we'll go to some phone calls. 215-263-WMMR. Going to go to Anna. Hi, Anna. Good morning. Hi. Okay. I'm going to try this. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Your poor voice. Yes. So I was there on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> you sure were. Steve, I got to meet you. I was wearing the F Creek shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was... Um, yeah, I set my sister on fire last year. Oh my! God. <laughs> you you were you were so excited, and you were uh, uh, you were just, even at that point you were just um, you had cool shades on, and you were just having a great time. Mm-hmm. You, you look you look like you were totally dialed into the barbecue. It was an it was my first one, so it's not my first time seeing Shine Down, who I was mainly there for. <laughs> <clears throat> so so uh, we won't make you talk too much. Yeah, but, you should not but, be talking but, on the phone. So it, it, it was an amazing day. Good. The weather was awesome. I want to say Aaron Jones. I didn't expect a lot. They freaking were amazing. Yeah. Their bassist up there. Yeah, Anna, Anna. So I'm talking to a guy backstage. He's a, a smaller, smaller guy with a cowboy hat on. I'm just having yeah. a conversation. Well, I don't know who he is and yeah. having a great conversation, talking about the Grateful Dead because he's a huge deadhead. And, and then I go and check out Aaron Jones on uh, stage. That dude was the basis for Aaron Jones. And he yeah. was awesome, man. He had so much energy. He's actually. him more than the actual show. Yeah. He's yeah. local, isn't he's he? He's from the area. Yeah. And he's. Uh, uh, Sarah Parker had brought him some pretzels from Wawa, and he was freaking out <laughs> over that. Did you know that that was the first time their drummer had ever played with a band? Ever. Like, ever. not even rehearsed. Yes. You wouldn't be able to tell. You wouldn't be able to tell. No, him. And, and then Billy Idol, of course. Yeah. Up there, man. That guy does not age. No, does yeah, not does age. not. You're right. All right, Anna, go rest that voice up, okay? Oh, thank <laughs> you guys so much for this. I can't wait till next year. Oh. <laughs> She's adorable, man. Uh-huh. Is the best. <laughs> thank you. She's adorable. Uh, Casey, the guy in the no sad bro shirt oh, is on the line. It's Paul. Guy. Hey, Paul. Good morning. Hey, good morning, crumb bum. <laughs> yeah, what's up, crumb bum? How you doing, bud? You're a real crumb bum. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so lost, lost you... a little bit of my voice, but not the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm the guy who had the no sad bros here, and I caught up with Brent. I saw him walking toward the side stage, and, and forgive me, guys. I'm, I'm running around like a madman this morning, trying to get ready for work. No problem. But, yeah, um, I saw Brent. I got to tell you. You guys are just amazing. Uh, you know, um, I'm Tomato Pod Paul. So at the Cardboard Classic, I yelled yep. out Tomato Pod and Nick and on the on the slope. And he looks at me like, what the hell are you talking about? Right? I remember it. I'm also Ca- Cabo Paul. I came in and visited with Pierre. I'm also Erupting Male Member Paul. I don't know if you guys know that story or not. but No, but we'll, I'm, I'm sure we'll learn it at some point. 
Okay. Uh, so, so did, did you? I, I, did you have a good time? Was it was it was it up to snuff for you? Oh, it was fantastic! My first time at cardboard. My first time at barbecue. We'll definitely be back. I'm a loyal listener every day because I work from home. Yeah, I know you were gonna. You told me that on Saturday when you were like, well, "I'm getting ready for work right now." <laughs> You're at work. <laughs> yeah, it was so kind of you, Casey. Holy oh, crap! There's golly. <laughs> oh, holy crap! There's holy crap! There's Casey, and he was so kind and cool to come up. We got some. We got some good photos. Off the off email, a couple in. You notice? Right. I noticed, Paul, that there were there were a ton of Preston and Steve very, uh, shirts from various blood drives. I saw a lot of ga- the Game of Thrones blood drive shirt that we had floating around. A lot of privileged shirts. It was it was terrific. It was super well represented. Yeah, my new stab bro has been signed by Pierre, Brent, Casey, Pancake. So <laughs> it's definitely a treasure of mine. And. And you guys are a treasure to listen to. Oh, oh, thank you, man. We appreciate it. Thank you, bud. We appreciate it. All right. We'll talk to you soon, uh, Exploding Member Paul. <laughs> Later, right. combo, Paul. See you, buddy. Later, work, later work from home, Paul. Uh, oh, okay. I want to go to this caller. Uh, I remember her. This is uh, this is Kim. Hi, Kim. Good morning. Hi, good morning. <laughs> How you doing, Kim? I'm good. I was your uh, seat neighbor who basically freaked the heck out that I bunked it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we were, uh, Rochelle and I went out to watch uh, Billy Idol, so we yeah, had, we had yeah. seats, and uh, we're, we're, you know, Billy's a few songs into a set, and we're having a great time and everything, and Kim, next to me, who I didn't know at the time, kind of just bumped into me, and I, I kind of fell back a little bit and put my arm around. I'm like, it's okay, no big deal. And then she, like, did a double take because uh. she didn't know I was sitting next to her, and we, we had a great moment. Oh, that's but, cool. Uh, yeah. Kim, how awesome was Billy Idol? It was fantastic. I, I, I just, oh, yeah, I relived all of my high school years. I think at one point I told you at least some of those songs were definitely taken my prom. Yeah. <laughs> Well, here's the deal about about that set. Number one, his voice was fantastic. Yeah, you oh, would yeah. know no difference. Number two, I forgot a f- about a few songs like "Flesh mm-hmm. for Fantasy." Yeah, I, I oh totally God. forgot about yeah. that song. And, oh, absolutely. And uh, and just started vibing on it, and and was mm-hmm. really digging his set. I wasn't sure how that was coming going to come off, but he was he was spot on. And, and you, was. Was, you, you didn't get to see it, Kim, but backstage he. Uh, you know, Pierre had interviewed him, and he was up and funny, and uh, yeah. it was a blast. Oh my god, he was so fun! What I, was I, that? I had on my my MMR my MMR BQ shirt from what 2014, I think. Uh, I yeah, that's nice. right. Every one of them. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Kim, what was your what was your favorite part of the of the day overall of the show? Uh, well, minus bumping into you, which <laughs> oh. is just beyond fantastic. I told you, it made my birthday. My birthday's on Wednesday. I'll be fifty. It was fantastic. Oh, that's excellent. And but, uh, I mean, uh, we got there in time to see, oh, God, we just watched everybody. I don't even remember. That's cool. But, I mean, Shine Down, Shine Down, fantastic. Ton, ton of hardcore. Time, yeah. It was fantastic. Excellent. Ton of hardcore Shine Down fans. Kim, I'm glad I had a chance to meet you. Happy that you guys made it to the MM Barbecue. We'll see you there again, okay? Thank you. All right, take care. Um, yeah, so I had um, the band I was looking forward to seeing most was uh, was Larkin Poe. Yeah, uh, I've become a fan of theirs, uh, which is interesting because at first I really didn't quite get the band, and yeah. then I went back and started listening to the album. I'm like, these guys are amazing. And so Jackie and I had a chance to sit down and talk to <laughs> Megan and Rebecca. We did an interview with them, and they are super super grateful of the support, and we're so excited to be on the bill. 
very authentic. Yes. And uh, so uh, Jackie and I, uh, he, he invited me to be a part of the interview, which was really cool of him, uh, because these gals love Jackie Bam Bam. They're huge yeah. fans of his. And so we sat down, and I just said, I'm just going to hang out and throw some questions in here. And there, we were having a great discussion about all things Larkin Poe. And at some point, Jackie asked Rebecca uh, how many tattoos she had, and is she going to get more? And uh, at some point in the interview, Jackie goes, well, he goes, um, uh, Rebecca's sitting here, you know, she's shirtless, and so we can see all the tattoos. And, and immediately, both Rebecca and I are like, no, 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 no. She's like, I am wearing a shirt. I'm like, Jackie, she's sleeveless, not shirtless. Everyone just busts out laughing. Yeah, yeah she's, she's, she's completely topless. Uh, but after the, the interview, uh, which was great, um, I went out and watched their set and watched every bit of it. They were wonderful. They really dive into rootsy blues stuff and uh, really had the, the crowd was loving it. They, I, I never saw the stage at all except from backstage. Okay. Like, I never made it over there. I was going over to the uh, to the, um, uh, to the the one area where the advertisers were and saying hi and just walking the area right. all around. It was so... The, the the response to everything and 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 the, the music, everyone was having such a good time that I was able to consume the entire time I was there with just that. Did you guys get to see? Uh, I forget where everybody was at certain times. Would uh, backstage for the interview that um, uh, Brent and Pierre did with Brent and Zach of Shine Down. Yeah. Oh, it, it was, was great. Awesome. It was such a cool conversation and um, super those, positive. Guys. Those guys are just like the nicest guys on the planet. And there was a, there were a couple of moments where like we were able to take pictures with them. And and I've been a fan of them as a band for a long time, but I am even bigger fan of them as people. They're just great. Deep Decent people, and so they go and they say hi and they take pictures and whatever. And Casey and I just kind of standing off to a side at a certain point, and and then Zach and Brent come back over to me and Casey to thank us again. Yeah, and it just it was so genuine. They're just nice guys, and it was so touching. Like they didn't they didn't have to do any of it for them to go out of their way to say hello and then say goodbye again before they go back to you know get ready for uh, their their performance. It just was really impressive. Um, We were we walked onto the the stage area which we. We do have that that privilege. Uh, it's our show, and I come walking into the door that opens up to the main stage area, and uh, there's uh, Mark from Dirty Honey. Uh-huh. Oh, he yeah. turns to me, he's like, "Hey, man!" <laughs> yeah. I'm like, "Yo, what's up, dude? We're back again." You know, I was talking to him, and I had uh, Caroline and friend uh, back there, and uh, the the band is on stage playing. I didn't know exactly what was going on. I go, "Hey, can I get a picture with these guys with you, real quick?" He's like, "Sure." We stand there, and he puts his arms around him, and I take the picture. All right, thanks, man. And then he just walks out onto the stage <laughs> yeah. and starts singing uh-huh. immediately. Yeah. Like, while he was working, go. he yeah. took the picture. I got to go to work, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, super cool band, and boy, do they have some energy, man. I love seeing the way that they all get along with each other, too. I, and, and we've had a number of the artists talk about the, the, the joy of a, of a sort of a festival show like this, where they can you know see people they haven't seen in a long time. And that energy was pervasive backstage. It was great. Yeah, most definitely. I'm so. actually, I, I did snap a photo of you and Mark backstage. I'm sending it to you right oh, now. Cool. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you. Super nice guy. Uh, let me see. Other highlights uh, from the day. <laughs> Dude, there was so much such going a on. long. I can tell you one. Uh, fun day. Yeah. 
the carrot cake backstage. Oh, dude, okay. I was going to ask so you about that. Effing oh, good. See, I went for the ice cream instead. Oh, it was oh maybe the best wait, carrot cake I've ever had in my life. What's happening? You know, that, that brings up an interesting point to me because people ask, how do we get backstage? How do you know? And I think maybe at one point in time, getting backstage really was cool and an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah. It's not, it's neat to see if you the like interviews. carrot cake. Yeah. No, no, well, the, what I was going to say was like the interview stuff is really cool to see the bands interact, especially with Pierre and Jackie and, and Brent. Like, I love that kind of stuff. Beyond that, it's not like debaucherous Def Leppard days where they're getting blowies underneath yeah. the stage. None of that is happening. It's just a hang. It's people going in and out of the dressing rooms. Well, it's people working. Too. It's people yeah. working. Yeah. And, and, yeah. To, and to be honest, like it used, there used to be like a like I think the Borgata sponsored a, a, like a VIP. Yeah, there used to be a party. All, all that there. sort of party. That's that's no more. You see, we want to see Rodney running wires go yeah. backstage. Yeah. I, I have two fun moments. Um, one, I spotted um, a bunch of boxes of Angelo's pizza. I don't think you guys have had Angelo's yet. Oh, I did. But shine down. Um, pinged like Philadelphia to see who had the best pizza in Philadelphia and they ordered it from Angelo's and then they sent it out into catering all the extra pizzas so all the other bands had like little notes that were like you know enjoy the show shine down they were sending them to each band so it was pretty cool Um, but I did not spend a lot of time backstage for the first time maybe ever um, because my brother and sister-in-law brought my nephew for his first concert Wow, four years old and he was having the time of his life of course (laughs) I was like filming all the moments, and then at one point he just like knocks my camera. He's like, "Watch!" He's like, "There's huh. a thing going on up there." And there I'm like, you go. Wow. I needed that, bud. Wow. <laughs> I tell you what was kind of wild is that we were standing in, in line over by the side stage, and I don't know if you were there, Case, but this this adult woman comes up, and she's like, "Oh, you know, I, I, my, I used to listen with my, uh, uh, yeah, I listened with my uh, dad in the car when I was a kid," and she goes. I was born on the day you guys started at MMR. She was born on the day we started here. An adult human female. Oh, my gosh. So she's uh, 18 and changed now. Oh, my God. That's crazy. You know what? Um, Standing on the side stage, there's a huge hill that's right next to the side stage. I wish they would kind of like maybe turn the stage a little bit to face that hill. But what I had, I had a great time watching uh, the kids roll down that hill. And I was like, because it just brought me... Up, you could pick up some serious oh, yeah. momentum. Dude, but it, it brought me back to a time where, you know, when I was a kid and like grass stains, like none of that stuff mattered. You know what I mean? Like hey. grass stains meant you had a great day. Let's spin around in a circle too with puke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I met a crew of girls um, at the side stage as well, too, right after Don McCluskey. They um, came up there like, we listen every day. We actually, I, I don't know how the best to say is, but like, we're, we're adults now. Like, we're going to jobs. <laughs> we're in grad school. And they're like, the first day we got in the car, we were like, oh, we listen to Preston and Steve, right? Like, we grew up doing it with our parents, and now we're on our own and doing it. And I was awesome. like, God damn it. It's, you know, it's familia. It yeah. just keeps going. So yeah. that was really, really cool. Yeah. And I want to thank your husband, uh, Matt, uh, for holding all of our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> While we went on to do the final stage announcement, like we're getting ready to go out on stage, and I've got like you know my sunglasses and passes and all this uh-huh. stuff. Like, I don't want to go out there. Like, Where can I put this stuff? Matt standing, like, can you hang on to this stuff <laughs> yeah. for me? I don't want to make you do this, but we ended up uh, going out. We we the 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 morning show. We were going to 
uh, make an announcement for Billy Idol coming on. Uh, but they had this uh, film that they were going to play ahead of time, and production didn't get it ready. Uh, the production wasn't in place, and they're very strict about the time, so they had to can't wave off our, yeah. our stage announcement. It's precisely ten minutes. Um, so we went out and and, and watched uh, Billy Idol set, and then I came back, and uh, Chuck had told us, "Well, listen, Shinedown's going on in a little bit. If you want to jump up there with Pierre, so some of us did do that. Me and Nick and Marissa. Oh, you did do that? Yeah, me and Nick, Marissa, Brent Porsche, Pierre, uh, Ryan Shuttleworth, and I think that was Pancake was out there. The pancake yeah. uh, all went out. By, yeah, real quick. By the way, do you guys know uh, Ryan's family's restaurant uh, had a fire? No. no. Yeah, so um, I'm, we can talk about it another time. But um, they're working on getting it back up and running. And when it relaunches, I told him we'd give him. Uh, give him I a met his yeah. met his mother. Yeah, yeah. They're such a nice family and a really nice re- a restaurant in Narborough. So when it's open again, we'll let everybody know. Yeah, Ryan Christopher's there in Narborough. Yeah. Um, I have to thank the uh, uh, usher on our row. So when we brought our nephew, like I was so excited. Like it was like my first concert again. When I'm walking him around, he's like running and sprinting, and I was like, it's his first concert. And she let us know that if you go to guest services, they give you like a little foam finger that says it's oh, his oh, that's so cute. So he was like rocking with that. That's great. Yeah. Uh, speaking of security, uh, we ran into oh somebody. If you've been a longtime listener of the oh, yeah. Preston and Steve show, <laughs> uh, go way, way back to our origins at Y100. Stormy Beaver was mm-hmm. there. Stormy was in one of our uh, uh, Survive Survivor contests. The first, yeah, we did, and uh, she works security there. But she's getting ready to move. She's moving out. She moved to Nashville. Moving to Nashville uh, in yeah. a year or so. She's going to do great. But it's great to see but her. I couldn't man. believe it. Yeah, mm-hmm. what a blast. Uh, that was that was great. So running into old friends and and stuff at that event is always a blast. Uh, but every bit of it was. I, I had so much fun. And I'm so glad we do that side stage now. One bit of thanks to Connor here. He like was helping play in the whole side stage thing made the rye bread cart happen and all. So, right. Connor, you're amazing. Besides the whole day, what time did you get there? Uh, 8.30. 8.30? 8:30 and what time did you leave? <laughs> uh, like 12.30. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow, you go. four hours. It's a and full ass day. The entire MMR army, the entire MMR staff are engineering and everything like that. I know you guys are going to give all the thanks. No, but... I got there at 8.30 a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he <laughs> left at 12.30 p.m. That's only like four no. hours. Uh, so, by the way, videos are coming. Uh, Newman Media did that, of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we had photos from uh, Philly Photo and Film as well. So, uh, we'll have lots of images for you. Uh, let me go to a couple of calls real quick. I guess, do we keep going up until Crumb Bum Cash or no. can we take a break? No, we got to take a break. Oh, then I'll go to Sadie real quick. Hey, Sadie, good morning. Good morning, Preston. How are you? <laughs> good morning to see you, Sadie. I'm awesome. What did you want to tell us? I just want to say, I was one of the finalists that did not make it on stage last year and this year. And I got to meet you and I said that to you and I got to meet Marissa and I hugged her. Oh. And I said, I just thank you all you guys at MMR for putting on the MMR BQ year after year. Thank you so much for having the President Steve size age and giving us the opportunity to feel like rock stars for five minutes. Um, and please continue to do it. Just, it's always an amazing time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not amazing. It's a fantabulous time. <laughs> and my husband and I also love carrot cake very much. Ah, there you go. Absolutely, man. We're backstage, I just... You know, I just want to slice a carrot cake, maybe to say hi. You know, this year it would have been Billy Idol. Like, my best friend and I were there. The first time she ever had seats for an MMRBQ, she's always at the live. Um, and we just wanted Billy Idol so bad. And he, like, it, it, it was it was like he was still in his 20s. Like, no, yes, it was oh, awesome. Absolutely, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I agree. All right, Sadie, we got a break, unfortunately. But thank you so much. It was great running into you. And uh, we'll definitely see you next year. All right, <laughs> see you later. 
Uh, you, everybody has a little bit of a, of a roughness to their voice. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, huge success. Thank you. Thank you to all those who came to the MM Barbecue. And if you didn't, then we'll get you one next year that you'll be out to. And I guarantee you, you'll have a blast. So, all right, let's take a break because we have $1,000 to give away when we return with MMR's Crumb Bum Cash. Hang in there. In MMR's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests, but some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Brought to you this morning by Pro Team Collision, your certified collision repair center. If you get into an accident, Pro Team Collision is there for all of your auto body repair needs. All right, so a Kentucky coroner allegedly left a dead man in a hot car overnight, causing the body to decompose so badly that the man's family was forced to hold a closed casket funeral, and people still got sick from the smell. Dead man in a hot car. Uh, (laughs) Basil Payton is suing formal Morgan County coroner Raymond uh, Van Cleve, accusing him of leaving the body of Payton. We made a mistake. Peyton's brother, Nathan Peyton, in a body bag overnight in a vehicle on an unseasonably warm day. Oh, my God. Instead of taking the corpse to the state medical examiner's office or putting it in cold storage, Van Cleve kept possession of the body in a sealed black body bag inside a vehicle that was parked and remained during the afternoon and overnight at the home of then-coroner Van Cleve. <laughs> Can you imagine? 
imagine. The law, he was taking his work home yeah, with him. Yeah. Uh, the lawsuit says... Don't go in the car. I got a dead body in there. Van Cleve didn't have permission to store bodies because he had previously failed to collect them on time. As the body of Nathan Payton sat inside the car, the corpse rapidly decomposed while sealed within the body bag. Van Cleve allegedly took the body the next God. day to the medical examiner's office for an autopsy that was not requested by the family, by the way. When a funeral home came to get the body, the following day, things appeared to have gotten uh, gone from bad to much, much worse. The body was decomposed so badly to mishandling uh, that the smell emanating from the body bag was pungent and putrid, it said in the case. This is staggeringly horrible. Peyton's body couldn't be embalmed due to almost complete decomposition. The funeral service had to be conducted with a closed casket due to the unbearable smell that emanated from the casket. And even then, people who attended the funeral six days later were sickened by the smell. And it said that multiple... Multiple pallbearers, visitors, and funeral home staff vomited because and became ill because of the foul and pungent odor. Lawsuit accuses Van Cleve and other county officials of reckless, negligent, and careless behavior and is seeking an unspecified amount of damages. My guess is, are they going to win? I think so. Well, a mama black bear and her cub had their fill of sweets on Tuesday morning when they climbed into a van delivering Krispy Kreme donuts and devoured several boxes of the fresh, freshly baked treats. Home run, right, kids? Man, uh, the van was parked when it happened as a delivery driver was making a regular stop at an express store. This is in Alaska, by the way. Of course, yeah. So he briefly left the van door open to deliver donuts to the store, and that's when the mother bear and her cub snuck inside. What could go wrong? Uh, according to the steam manager, Shelly Dino, she said, you could hear them breaking open the packages. We were trying to beat on the van, but they just kept eating all the donuts. Is there any coffee back here? They ate 20 packages of the donuts, and I believe six packages of the three-pack chocolate donuts. If you won't be a bear, be a grizzly. <laughs> um, and by the way, they use donuts to bait bears yeah. when they yeah. need to catch them for whatever reason. Your average bear loves donuts. <laughs> uh, Dino, if you were going to bait me, please donuts yeah. would probably work. Uh, Dino called security which eventually got the bears to leave the van by blasting loud sirens. She said that uh, they ambled off into the nearby woods. All right, this is a pretty fresh story. An expensive F-35 jet has been lost somewhere in South Carolina following a training mishap. I don't know where I left it. A Marine Corps pilot was flying one of the country's most expensive fighters near Joint Base Charleston on Sunday afternoon when an unknown problem occurred, forcing the pilot to abandon the aircraft and eject. The F-35 Lightning II Joint Strike Force uh, Fighter Program is the Department of Defense's most expensive weapon system program. Officials estimate it will cost American taxpayers about $1.7 trillion to buy, operate, and sustain it over its lifetime. The single Marine Corps uh, F-35 cost $135.8 million. Oh, my God. So the pilot, after ejecting, was found in a residential neighborhood in stable condition. His wingman safely landed in a separate aircraft. But officials are working with the Marine Corps to find this aircraft. They don't know where it is. Couldn't there be locating devices aboard these kind of things that would make it, like, a little bit easier? Put an Apple AirTag in it. Yeah, or, like, maybe had they tried using the panic button on on the keychain? To see if you can hear it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Found it. Uh, But nonetheless, they're looking for this thing. I've never heard of that before. That's a little uh, disturbing. All right, listen to this story. The band director of a high school 
was tased and arrested by Birmingham police when authorities say he would not order his band to stop playing. Wow. Uh, it happened on Thursday night following a football game. The director who was arrested is Johnny Mims. Uh, the superintendent, Walter Gonslin, said, we are aware of this incident that occurred after the Minor and Jackson Olin football game. <clears throat> I'm in the process of gathering all the facts and feel that it would be inappropriate to comment further until process is complete. So, after the football game ended, officers were in the process of clearing out the stadium and observed both bands from each school were still playing. The officer spoke with both schools' bands, band directors uh, to end the performance so that students and attendees would leave the stadium. Officers were able to get Jackson Olin's band to stop performing. Officers approached Mims and began asking him to get his band to stop performing. Mims did not comply with multiple officers' requests to stop his band from performing. He instructed his band to continue performing. A sergeant was among the officers who attempted to get the director to stop. Don't chase me, bro! Uh, during the officer's interaction with Mims, the decision was made to place him in custody. Officers attempted to take Mims into custody for disorderly conduct when a physical altercation ensued between the band director and officers. He was committed. Officers attempted to get Mims to place his hands behind his back. He refused. The arresting officer alleges that Mims pushed him during the arrest, uh, so he subdued Mims with a taser, which ended the physical confrontation. <laughs> officers then took him to the hospital, which is standard protocol. Protocol. After he was discharged there, they took him to the Birmingham City Jail where he was booked. That's I, insane. I uh, want to see the follow-up on that, friends. All right, and you know what? I think I'll do... Yeah, let me do this. Well, I don't know if we have enough time. I have another story. Go for it. All right. Three friends took it upon themselves to manage a Nashville hotel for a few hours. <laughs> so after a late night of partying, the trio were able were unable to check into their room at the La Quinta Inn Suites because there were no employees in sight. <laughs> so after checking to make sure no one had fallen asleep behind the desk or in one of the back offices, the friends began to answer phones, <laughs> greet customers, and even set up the breakfast buffet. Wow. Great. They did manage to find one employee, a maid, who didn't know what was going on but said she had not seen anyone in a couple of hours. They also reached out to the general manager who was on a business trip in California and wasn't aware that there were no employees on the floor. We can run the hotel. Uh, a guy named Kenzie, one of the friends, said, so instantly we're like manager mode. We run businesses back home. Manager mode kicks in. All right, let's see what we can do. The friends fielded several complaints from customers about unauthorized payments as well as a lack of hotel personnel available. Police later showed up to the hotel but gave them permission to, quote, do whatever you have to do. What? And as the cop began to leave, he said, you guys are doing a good job. Oh, my God. You guys are A-OK. One was taking calls. One was helping guests get checked in and checked out. One was helping serve breakfast. They managed to hold down the fort until a La Quinta Inn employee showed up. By then, the trio had managed to get everyone settled. The friends then asked if they could check into their room, but the employee told them that they would be charged a $25 resort fee. A short time later, a GM from another Wyndham Hotels resort made an appearance. They caught up with the drama and ensured, uh, ensued and were met with utter disbelief and gratitude for holding the hotel down. The manager said, we'll get them checked in and we are not charging you anything. So how did they end up staffless? I don't know. I haven't I haven't found out about that yet. So maybe there'll be a follow up yeah. on that one too. But they ran 
the hotel hey! because no one uh-huh. else was there to do it. We can it. do it. I love it. And that is what I have in the bizarre file. And you have about two minutes left to enter the word success. It is crumb bum cash. And here's what you need to do. You need to either text or enter through our app or go to WMMR.com. The word success, that's your keyword. S-U-C-C-E-S-S. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. By the way, the text number is 45911. So do that now. It's sponsored by Horizon Services. This is the first one. We're going to do four more today. that's right. If you don't win this time, don't worry about it. you got more shots throughout the course of the day and all the information available on WMMR.com. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come back in just a moment. So stay with us and good luck to you. 93.3 WMMR proudly supports the 5th Annual Market Street Run for Blues on October 15th. You can run or walk this five-mile course down Market Street, starting and ending in Old City, with proceeds benefiting the Philadelphia Police Foundation and awards for top finishers in multiple age groups. Click events at WMMR.com for all the details and to get signed up. It's the Market Street Run for Blue. Sunday, October 15th, 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Steve sent me over a, a, a story... Um the internet baffles me. I know. Uh, it, it truly does, especially since this thing is all over social media, <laughs> yeah, so, and I still can't figure it out. So this is a thing. It is a thing. Apparently. It's a um, big thing. The question is to ask a man that you know, or if you're a man, to think about the question, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? All right. Nick's on board. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> well, there was a time where I was a little obsessed, Kath. Okay. And it was probably around Gladiator. And uh, uh, I love that movie. I got way into it. That's so, incitement to to think more about it. Uh, so now... Uh, so less than that uh, now. Yeah. Less than that. What would you say on, on an average per week? Uh, per week? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I was going to go per month. Like, okay. Once, so some, once some, per month. Some people are saying a couple times a day. No, that's really yeah. yeah. I, I've got to ask my brothers this because now that I hear your explanation, Nick, they're obsessed with Gladiator. So yeah. I wonder if they'll have a have an answer for there, me. There was, there was a show on uh, HBO. I think it was HBO called Rome. Yeah, as well. And I got into that for a little bit. So back then, back in my uh, Gladiator days, probably a little more often. It's probably <laughs> only once a month now. How, how about you guys? Hardly ever. <laughs> thank you. Hardly okay, thank ever. Because when I saw this, this leads me to believe that all men are thinking yeah. about the Roman Empire, but me. And I think I'm you're like, trying no. to push this. No, if there's, uh-huh. if, if I'm watching okay. a movie about gladiator movie, I'll think about it. Yeah. If I, if I'm watching, if I'm uh, historically, but it left to my druthers mm-hmm. during the course of an average month. Maybe never. You but don't sit funny. around and daydream about togas and vomitoriums? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. But it's funny that as soon as you said that, Nick was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. So I, it, had a, it, I had a face. It, <laughs> it, 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 I'm sure it's going to resonate with some people, uh, but I, I just, yeah. I, I, you can kind of just throw anything out onto social, and it's like throwing a, a bait I a think, piece of bait out, and sometimes people you get these nibbles, and every it's like now and then you, hypnosis, get a, you right? get a big bite. I don't it's, know. It's, it maybe uh. listen, uh, listen. I think the Roman Empire. There's. Uh, I'm a massive fan of Gladiator and Spartacus, and you know the, these uh, so so many period piece movies and and all of that stuff. Yes, but I don't listen. Now you ask me how much I think about Batman. 
Uh, there, you know, and and that sort of stuff. That's many times. Well, let's see if if there's anybody listening that you you regularly uh-huh. think about the Roman Empire. I'm just curious why. Two, it, two one five two six three WMM. In fact, what they ask is the the w- women, uh, girlfriends, wives, yes. sisters would ask the man uh, or men in your life how often they think about the Roman Empire. <laughs> this is a better joke okay. uh, when you read it. But uh, Steve, this person texted in about V times per week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't get it. You know, the, a couple of the responses online where a man said he thought about the Roman Empire up to three times a day. Another one said like all the time. Why? And then what when, are they thinking about? When like, asked why, the, the guy said the long stam- standing uh, misattribution uh, of the word vomitorium, uh, and sometimes just Colosseum looks cool. <laughs> Yeah. If those are the thoughts, I mean, I, it, let me tell you, if I actually do think about it, okay. it, it must be so insignificant that I can't recall thinking about it. I actually I mean, was... You talk about, well, even like, I'm sorry, Case, but yeah. like, like even sex. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what, what do they say? Every, what, what is this bizarre, what do they say? Every two minutes, three minutes, a guy thinks about sex. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's not true for me either. You know, uh, there's the uh, that great Norm McDonald joke, Steve, where uh, he talks about that exact same thing. And he says, that's not true. We don't think about sex every every seven seconds or whatever the, yeah. the uh, axiom is. But when we do think about sex, that is all we think about. <laughs> right? And so we get very focused on that one true. thing. All right, well, how about this? How about um, historical things? Are there, like, I will, from time to time, think about the early uh, uh, space projects. Or I will, from time to time, think about uh, World War II. So if I'm going to think about history, that's kind of where my mind will go. To. So World War II pops up on my historical hit parade, thinking about it much yeah. more often than the Roman Empire. Yeah. All right. So I just realized when we were started talking about it, I'm like, I don't ever think about the Roman Empire. But on Thursday night, I was actually thinking about the Roman Empire and okay. I was thinking about gladiator times because I was at the Eagles game and the whole pomp and circumstance and right. everything was the going pageantry. on. And the pageantry. And I mean, it really is. Yeah. They, you know, they've done yeah. a lot of stuff with the with the pregame and, you know, as they're bringing the, 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 the teams on and, um, you know, the, the whole show that they do and I was like this is crazy that this is what you know this is the biggest thing in in yeah. the country and the and, Super Bowl uses Roman numerals yeah but I, and then I was like I wonder if this is what it was like in gladiator times when everybody was kind of hanging in the Coliseum much more primitive version of football yeah right. yeah, yeah yeah no doubt and, and also <laughs> but then I was talking to Tyrone down the hall on yeah. Friday about the whole thing he goes yeah but those people didn't choose to be inside the <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, good point. Yeah. However, though, if you went to a football game uh, in the like late 1960s uh-huh. uh, and compared it to today, you'd be bored out of your mind probably oh, sure. because of what it has become. You'd also be wearing a suit, which, you know. That too, yeah. <laughs> With a nice hat uh-huh. and all yeah, that stuff. Fedora. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Hang on. We're going to go to some calls. Uh, I will go to Sean. Hey, Sean. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good, good morning. morning to see you, Sean. What's up, bud? What's up, bud? Uh, nothing. So my wife, we um, she was talking about this last week. I guess she's seen it on TikTok. Yeah. And uh, just randomly, we were watching TV, and she asked me about it. I, I don't know, like, like one or two times a week, I think about it. <laughs> what are you thinking about, Sean? When you mm-hmm. randomly start thinking about the Roman Empire? Anytime I see like Roman numerals or any like um. You know, like the Super Bowl always, you know, the numbers are always in Roman numerals when they, um... Yeah. 
advertise for it. And anytime I see like an aqueduct or like <laughs> old roads or anything like that, that's what like makes me. Well, that that makes sense. But, but do you say that you do you sit there and go? Man, those aqueducts. Got to really think about how the Romans put those together. Or, or is it just a passing, fleeting thought? I probably just a passing, like, passing thought. Not like actively thinking about it, but okay. Uh, right, things, but things that I can see, you know. All right, it does it does cross your mind in that way then. Okay, that's a little more casual approach. Think, yeah. The way it seems to me, the way it is presented here is that people are just really giving it a good hard thing. That's what it, that's what it comes across to me, like uh, really ruminating on the Roman Empire. Uh, let's see. Let me go to Yeah, let me we'll go to uh, Chris. Hey Chris, good morning. Man, this guy just said everything I was going <laughs> to You were going to mention aqueducts? Aqueduct, yeah. The freak, like, like, I always go back to like that scene in Life of Brian, like, what have the Romans ever done for us? I'm like, the aqueduct. <laughs> <laughs> aqueducts are pretty happening. So how often... Every, we, how every time I drive down that cobblestone road in Philadelphia... I'll I can't say that, but... People using that word today. But hang on a second. Chris, uh, how, how often will you think about the Roman Empire? Every gosh darn day. Every Every day. day. Darn it. All right, I got to go. All right, thanks. (laughs) He's he's caught up in the aqueducts and the uh, the roads. Rome was known for their road system. Here's a text that says, honestly, I'm a woman, and I think of the Roman Empire all the time. I have reoccurring dreams. I was a regular in a Roman Roman Empire bathhouse. Wouldn't be surprised if it was a past life. When I heard about this phenomenon uh, where guys are thinking about the Roman Empire, I was like, holy S, that is me. And that's a woman thinking about it. I just don't process it that way. No. Uh, All right, we'll go to Sean. Hey, Sean, good morning. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's up, Sean? Oh, it's just like Groundhog Day. I wake up every morning thinking I'm driving a chariot and wearing a toga. (laughs) Don't know why. Really? Every morning? Almost every morning, at least five out of seven days. And you 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 will dream about this or think about it or both? Dream about it. Dream about it. Have you ever okay. had the opportunity to ride in a chariot? Well, when I drive to work, <laughs> that's your version of a chariot. That's your version of a chariot. All right, thanks. Wow, Sean. that's committed. It. You know what? I always have wanted to go on is sometimes you'll see a um, a security guard has like a chariot version of a Segway. Yes. Uh, yeah. They have more wheels. They're a little bit bigger. I like those. And <laughs> <laughs> and they look very chariot Roman. Yeah. You know, it's got sort of the wrap around. Yeah. So, yeah. If you could put some spikes on the wheels right. on the side, that'd be perfect, ben right? her with segues. Alright, I'll go next to Jeff. Hey, Jeff, good morning. Jeff, can you hear me, bud? Hey, how are you? Good morning, guys. Good morning, bud. What's up? No, so, I think about it probably two or three, maybe four times a week. Really? And what, what are you thinking about when you think about the Roman Empire? You know how they say we're doomed to repeat ourselves and how the Roman Empire was so great and then Collapsed. Kind of died. Yeah. They got, yeah. So you, I know it's like doom and gloom <laughs> thing, but it's like we're, we're, I worry about that kind of thing. Okay. You, you, so, so seeing how a, uh, uh, a, an empire, a society can implode, can collapse, and that really did happen. And maybe if you start to uh, analyze what we're seeing in our own situations in, in, in this country and other countries and around the world, how that actually could happen today. 
Yeah, because okay. it says we're kind of, you know, going into that way. So it's right. something I think about on a, on a regular. I got you. <laughs> All right. I Appreciate it. Thanks, Jeff. Think about those moments where you, you eat, like, stop doing your day and just go, hmm. oh, the Coliseum. Yeah. How did they build that? Constantly. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, right. Hmm. Well, I did watch a video, and, and it's not like I went and looked for it, but it probably ended up on my, um, I think, my Instagram feed about how this one road was built by the Romans. Yes. And it was... I mean, I have a, a, a an appreciation for what sure. they were able to do with you know limited technology. But I think at this point <laughs> is that you just just by just out of the blue you start thinking about something associated with the Roman Empire, and I I couldn't I couldn't say that I ever do no. unless incited to by a documentary or something. Yeah, some kind of I trigger. Just, not if I'm just sitting there twiddling my thumbs. My first thought is not the Roman Empire. Yeah, not uh, casually driving by an aqueduct. Yeah. I won't stop and consider that Romans. the Romans. Do yeah. you people? Even know. I'm going to go to uh, Ned. Hi, Ned. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's up, my man? You know, the Roman Empire comes up way more often in my life than it should. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> how does it usually? Oh my god! How does it usually come up? Jeff, who had the uh, comment about you know history repeating itself. Yeah, absolutely. The okay. gradual drift to dictatorship, but other stuff, concrete. They Romans invented it, took us thousands of years to reproduce it. Arches, domes, all the, any, and you can even get outside of, of our architecture if you have to. Okay. I mean, heck, they were the first thing called a senate, you know? Yeah. It's the, the and Roman words are everywhere, and I always try and stick them in there because it confuses people, which always makes me feel better. Would you, so would you would you call yourself sort of a student of of, of history and a, specifically this time? Is that why you think about it so yeah, often? Literally, I took classes in you know in college. I took Latin as my foreign language. Well, there you go. I to learn to speak anything. I just wanted to write it. Ned, so, what what are some words that you can uh, throw about that? Uh, ah. I can actually say a couple of really important phrases. Okay. Right. I go two days. A quote, Malchiasater, in liquidum redeit. I'm not Diomedes, and I didn't hurt your mother, who is the goddess Aphrodite. Okay. <laughs> well, you want to make sure that they know that before they arrest you. It might come up. Yeah, yeah you never know. If, if you're stuck with a goddess in front of you or a god who's angry, it's a good thing to be able to claim. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. You never know. Man. Yeah, yeah. I did have a while, though, we had to try to analyze poetry. In, in Latin, in a class, and it was kind of funny because the poem was a long one about how to fall out of love with your girlfriend called Remedia Amoris, A Remedy for Love. And uh, it was pretty funny because all the things they brought up were um, were useful in my life. Interesting. So the, it transcended the, 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 the time span between the Roman Empire and now and was still useful. People have not changed as much as we think we have. <laughs> right. That's pretty cool. The only thing cool. I can say is they were really excited about the idea that the march of history would wipe them out because they were like, oh. I mean, there's so many fewer people. They were like, oh, man, I totally screwed up. And one of his, Cicero was saying that, and one of his buddies goes to him, you know, don't worry. Everyone's going to forget you in 100 years. Wow. Yes. Wow. It's yeah. an entirely different thing now. Like, I want to be immortal. I want to put my name. And they're like, no, no, no. Everyone's yeah. going to remember the good stuff. Just but, forget all my humiliating mistakes. And yet we remember Cicero to this we day. We do. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I do. You do. I don't. <laughs> I don't. All right, I'm Ned. one of the few. I appreciate <laughs> it, man. Thank you, bud. Chickpea, by the way, which I think is very funny. What's that? Cicero, a soup name, and it meant garbanzo bean. Oh, Cicero's God. name means garbanzo bean? What's up, chickpea? Yeah, <laughs> That's like roast beef. Hey, Krispy Kreme. Uh, yeah. Throw that around. <laughs> hey, Krispy Kreme. There's another Latin word for you. Have a good one, guys. All right, All right. take care, bud. Yeah. We'll see you later. Wow. <laughs>
There's that uh, that quote Patton. You know, it's attributed. He was he was quoting uh, a Roman philosopher, I, I believe it was, and uh, the the notion that a returning a re- conquering Roman general returning to Rome in the chariot. They uh, and I don't know if this is apocryphal or not. Would have there would be someone standing next to him, whispering in his ear, "All glory is fleeting." Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's more metaphorical, probably, uh, but but still but interesting. Yeah, but interesting that yeah, yeah. to remember that this is. Yeah, this is temporary. This is, is going to come yeah, and go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. All right, uh, hang on. We have to go to someone named Roman. Obviously. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. Hi, Roman. You're on the air, bud. Good morning. Good morning to see you. What's up, bud? No, not. I just wanted to chime in because I think about the Roman Empire like like Nick maybe several times a day because of. <laughs> no, well, let Nick me, says let me it you. every ten minutes. Yeah. No, Nick Nick says a couple times a month. Okay, not not several times a day. But your name is Roman, so I mean I can see why, right? That and a, a lot of times over the phone, people don't get my name, and I always have to be like, yeah, like the Empire. <laughs> Well, there you go. You've got a built-in reason to be thinking about the Roman Empire. Our- right. I'm, I'm obsessed with the uh, the emperors and then, you know, the Republic before it was an, an empire. The whole history of it. Well, what, what is your favorite film that uh, that uh, depicts ancient Rome or the Roman Empire? Um, Not necessarily film, but TV show. I did like the Ray Stevenson one and the HBO one. Yeah, Rome. That was the one I was referencing earlier. It's a great show. Do you know it's, uh, it's a, a sensational movie? Is Spartacus? Is the the Stanley Kubrick film and Spartacus? The, and the TV show, the Stars TV show. Yeah, I didn't get to see a lot. Of, there were people who loved that series, but I never got to see a lot of it. But yeah, the the actual original movie is pretty amazing. So several times a day for you, Roman. Yep. Like yesterday, I was mowing my lawn, <laughs> and I was listening to uh, the Guns N' Roses version of. Uh, Live and let die? Welcome to the vomitorium. When he's talking about, you know, how pompous pilots washed his hands, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sympathy for the devil. Uh, Okay, yeah. yeah. Sympathy for the devil, that's it. Yeah. uh, Maybe they did a cover of it, I don't know. But but he's talking about, the you know, wash his hands, uh, sealed his fate and wash his hands. Uh, Interesting. Okay. Yeah, what you call it? Several times a day, I, I sometimes, <laughs> you know, especially Pompeii. Well, let me ask you, and you have to be straight up honest: Are you wearing a toga right now? No, no I'm wearing my. Uh, no, he only does that while he's mowing the lawn. Yeah, with the brush helmet. <laughs> All right. We appreciate it, Roman. Thanks for checking in. What is the difference between a republic and an empire? Does anybody know offhand? Because he said he appreciated the republic uh, before it became an empire. I don't well, that's know. a good question. An, an empire. is a dictatorship? I don't know. Well, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Nick, if you can do I it, know. yeah, I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't want to. Well, my... The basic premise, and this is what, just from a quick search: republics are governmental systems that rule over a nation, while empires might rule over various nations or geographical regions. Got it. Um, and then, sense. obviously, an, an emperor is the head of an empire, and uh, uh, it'd be an elected official, an elected official uh, for a republic. Okay. Uh, let's see, man. We got a lot of calls here. Uh-huh. Um, oh, you know what? Did you do this one? Yeah, yeah, I was thinking of that, too. All right, uh, so we will go to Mike next. Hi, Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. 
Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. I say, so this bizarre thing, I'm just going to reset here, Mike, for those who are tuning in. Uh, there's a uh, social media thing going on that says that uh, men like to randomly think about the Roman Empire <laughs> way more than you think. We here and on the show don't really concur with that, but we're getting a lot of calls. So, yeah. Mike, you think about it quite a bit? You know, my wife asked me this the other day, and I thought it was absurd. But then I actually sat down and thought about it. I think about it every time I see subway tracks or train tracks. And why is that? Because the Roman chariot, the wheel width, to, to, to this day, is the same width of the train tracks or subway tracks. Oh, my God. So the and width that one would find on a classic Roman chariot, the, 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 width be, the distance between the wheels would be the same as the distance between train wheels uh, on tra- on a track. Correct. The trains that you see pass by every day are affected by the width of the wheels of the chariot in the Roman Empire, from the subway tracks to the train tracks. So even to the space shuttle, when its parts are being transported back and forth, the Roman Empire affects that. <laughs> Nick, can you just do a quick check? Not, so that, not that I don't believe it, but I just want to yeah. get some verification on that. That is a right. factoid that is stuck with you. Okay, Nick, you, you found this. Yeah, it says so Roman that. chariots influencing train tracks, how history has its fingers everywhere. Isn't that That's amazing? amazing? Yeah. Uh, I so, so I, to be honest, I didn't. My perception of the average Roman chariot was not that it was that wide. Yeah, I know it's crazy. But you know it? what? The tracks themselves are not that They're not wide. That crazy. Wide. So when you when yeah. you set, for example, I found it interesting learning about uh, most of your trains, or at least trains for the, a, a good run of uh, the train uh, history of the United States and around the world. The trains are pretty much just by their sheer weight loaded on top of these platforms where the wheels are on. They're not. They're not attached, like, you know, they're, they're bolted on yeah. in case the train derails. All right, Steve, right. you want yeah. a quick, uh, I'm going to try this as quickly as possible, but uh, this is a history between the the trains and the chariots. All right. Uh, train gauge, four feet, eight and a half inches. Why was that gauge used? Well, it was how they built them in England, and English engineers designed the first U.S. railroads. Why did the English build them like that? Because the first rail lines were built by the same people who built the wagon tramways, and that's the gauge that they used. So why do they use that gauge then? Because of the people who built tramways... Use the same jigs and tools that they had for building wagons and use that same wheel spacing. Why did the wagons have that particular odd wheel spacing? Well, if they tried any other spacing, the wagon wheels would break more often than some of the old long-distance roads that they used in England. That's the spacing of the original wheel ruts. And why were those wheel ruts in those rutted roads like that? Imperial Rome built the first long-distance roads in Europe, including England, for their legions. And what did they use to travel those roads? Chariots. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay. Well, you open up our Let eyes that, there, Mike. Let that bake your news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it, bud. All right, we'll see. It's, that is fascinating. I have not been to Italy oh. or Rome. I would love to go visit. Mm. I, I hear they have pizza. They do have pizza. Uh, I've been to Italy. I've not been to Rome. Yeah. Um, but I, it's doesn't, it doesn't seep into my head all that often. The Rome. With you thinking yeah. about it every hour? My daughter was just there in June. Yeah. I have not been there. But uh, would you would you think you'd be more would you be more impressed with the Greek? Yeah, actually, a little bit. Yeah, Uh, I find that a little more. Not you. If you were if you were there, you would be into it. It, Yeah, it's amazing to see. I'm saying in Rome. In Rome, okay. Yeah, probably. You you would once you step into anywhere, you're like, okay, wow. Yeah. 
it's so old. Yeah. And, and you know, the, 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 you can't help but be impressed by all of that right. stuff. I exactly. feel like a V year old. <laughs> I feel like I'm V years old. <laughs> but I, but I just, it doesn't randomly seep into my, uh, my day to day, you know, uh, uh, just uh, when I'm uh, kind of daydreaming or, or so, just having free thought. I don't really think about stop it. Stop and think about it though. The, the actual just free stream of, stream of consciousness there. Yeah. Think about, what you may very well be unaware of that you're thinking of quite often, yeah. because it's it seems like a uh, like almost a secondary track running in your mind. God, I I think about golf way <laughs> way too much. I mean, I just I just sit there and think about it all day long. It's terrible. Yeah. Is, so is that problem. your? You think that's? Oh, I know. Okay. That that is mainly what I think about. I will lie in bed. <laughs> <laughs> for an hour with all the lights off and just sit there and think about it. What What do you think about? Do you think about the, the last few rounds played, that I played? Or, okay. The uh, you know what I could have done right. What Roman I, what golf. I, what What I did do right. Uh, ways that I can improve in this and and strategies on this particular golf course that I might try the next time that I play. It's stupid. Nero it's on golf. Nero on golf. <laughs> Preston, um, I I don't I get that. When you become fixated about yeah. things or and oh something that God. you adore. That's where the Ryder Cup is this year, Preston. It's in Rome. Rome, Italy. <laughs> Worlds <laughs> are colliding. <laughs> you gotta go. You gotta go. You gotta go. You gotta go. Yeah. Oh my God. The Ryder Cup in Marco Simone, Rome, Italy oh starts God. on the 29th. That's Nick, hilarious. What do you think of? What do you think you you might in, in Preston's? Yeah, what randomly? Well, what do you think? Of, what sort of shocks you that you think about so much? You kind of referenced it earlier, Steve. And it's it's when it's flights of fancy, and I think about how things are interconnected. It's uh, uh it's comic book world. It's yeah. the Mar- Marvel universe, right? And or Star Wars, and currently it's Star Wars because of Ahsoka, and I'm That's into right. that show. And so, like, I think about, oh, what if Luke showed up here? And like, I can't believe that Darth Vader took the path down this way, and whatever. And that's it's moronic and uh, completely. I hear you and Kathy in, talking and, about it all. Yeah, yeah, no, but I mean, like. None of it is reality, of course. I know, um, right. but I think about how it doesn't matter. It affects um, my my day to day thoughts. The thing actually that I wish I thought about less, to be honest, is money. I get a little obsessive mm-hmm. about money sometimes, and like okay. think about like when but do that, I owe this bill and, and that. That's, whatever. that's a real world. And that's a golf. I know. it's all real world in some well, Casey. What, Thanos what? isn't real world either. I, know. So I think about Thanos a lot. But what case? What occupies again in your mind the way Preston is constantly thinking about golf? Is there something that's running in the back of your mind that is always football? No, I, really. Well, I mean, well, right now, probably fantasy football and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. You know, so maybe my stuff is more seasonal than anything else. But uh, I mean, listen, there, yeah. I'm case I'm seasonal too. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> mine's like decorations, activities, and, and man, activities. Uh, <gasps> but you, you can't really think of what. Uh, no, I mean, listen, there are a lot of things that I obsess over Daydream. that are silly, uh, you know, like things like Back to the Future and uh, maybe uh, you, you were talking about Marvel, like how <laughs> uh, how I could have made Infinity War and Endgame better uh, because I love those movies and how, but you know, now that uh, everything is like kind of played out, I'm like, well, why didn't Ant-Man just go <laughs> climb into right. Thanos and then explode from the inside? Uh, like they did in The Boys. Yeah. <laughs> Casey likes that yes. kind of abstract thoughts. Hey, Ant-Man. And goes into Thanos' uh-huh. dong. 
<laughs> and then goes and then expand. Yeah, yeah, like the boys. Done. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, Paul Rudd actually addressed that one time about Ant Man go, going into it was not his dong; it was uh, uh, Thanos's butthole. <laughs> yeah, uh, and how come? Yeah, why? Why not his right. mouth? Yeah. I mean, why go into the? Well, yeah. you'd have a good story to tell. But yeah. also, guess who blew out Thanos's butthole? I've thought about that scene from the boys, and <laughs> he was only in his dong. He wouldn't explode his whole body; he would just explode his wiener. Well, it depends on which angle he was. Sh- he was facing when he so that, yeah. as so as as the guy hunches over and he's he could go up the urethra and then into the the organs and detonate just yeah. explode him yeah uh, I think about um, like what kind of dog I want next a lot <laughs> but there's, there's, so, so these are just multiple things there's no yeah. overarching <laughs> well right now it's dogs. dogs right now it's whether or not I should get a dachshund uh, or if I should get a Bernie's mouth dog. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Bernie. They're similar. I'll come over. They're very, very Kathy, similar. So activities for you. <laughs> similar. Yeah. <laughs> Get the Bernies, please. Okay. Please. Fine. Do we have to wait till one passes away? Or are you? Oh, no, 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 no. He doesn't no, want no. a dead dog. No, stop. <laughs> yeah, why hey, do I want a dead dog? Hey, kids, I brought home a dead Burmese mountain dog. <laughs> what about you, Steve? What, um... So tech stuff, tech uh, stuff. Uh, um, you know, movies, mm-hmm. a, a lot of times, uh, you know, oh, I bet if I did this, I bet if I ran this through this, I bet if I hooked this up to this. Right. Oh, the preset on this. Right. Uh, that's always, uh, that's a secondary track in my mind. So a lot of times if I'm, like, downtime, uh, like press and if we're sitting in the office or whatever, I'll hear a little golf video pop up, you know, that you're, you're watching. You yep. may hear me, the, the new uh, short throw projector, these little things that uh-huh. are like, uh, you know, you get it really the worst. And you were referencing it uh, years ago when we were both hardcore into gaming, when you would just, it would consume Kathy, yeah. waking everything. And how sleeping. Do, how do I get past that that gate? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Zelda thing about Zelda. how to get past oh, yeah. certain areas. Yeah. Oh, man. Even the very little amount of video games that I played, that even happened. It consumed you? Yeah. 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 It, it's going to do it. All right. I want to go back to the Roman Empire. We're going to have to break here in a moment, but uh, people have been on hold for a long time. Let me go to Lee. Uh, hi, Lee. Good morning to you. Hey, good morning. Lee, 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 Lee. We have a Lee clip. <laughs> All right, Lee, you think about the Roman Empire? So I have to tell you, it's not just a phenomenon that's going on with guys. This has been like my whole life. At least once a month, I will dream about it. And I think about it at least once or twice a week. And it's always like a reoccurring dream I've had has been that I've been like in a bathhouse in the Roman Empire. Wow. Have you ever actually have you ever actually been to a a bathhouse? Because I was in we were in Bath in England, which Never. was a Roman you know uh, I guess community uh, once when they conquered the area. And there is yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. I would love to see one in person one day, but I've had these dreams even since I was a kid. Like I didn't, I just assumed, like thought of it like a swimming pool. And as I got older, and like I don't know, it just got more defined. Maybe my brain just kind of set it up. But there is definitely, you know, uh, naked people everywhere, and it's it's very similar every time. I like have the same dream, but I think about the dream, but then I also think about just the Roman Empire. Like, what would have been been like living back then? <laughs> it is fascinating. I mean, like uh, Kathy, you you were to Pompeii, were you not? Yes. Yeah. So all of that, I mean, yeah. that alone, all that stuff, not, not that you'd want to be burned to death in molten lava. I think a bathhouse is probably more relaxing. But, uh, uh, yeah, but that's, uh, it, it's, it's all interesting. Do you, do, you, do you think it has sort of a sexy or s- sexual aspect to it? No, it was just like that. This is life. This is life. This is this is what my life was. Interesting. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's like very just like it's like almost 
Uh, it, it makes me remember like a time that I never was at. Reincarnation, perhaps. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and the, as and it's so funny as this whole trend came about, I was like, it just, it, I'm not. It blew my mind. Like, <laughs> whoa! I thought I was the only one, and it's not just guys. It's just so crazy that okay, talking about this. Yeah, thanks Thank for your you, angle. Yeah. Appreciate it. It's interesting when when people do kind of have a um, uh, fantasy about ancient times. Yeah, uh, and not think about the realities of ancient times, yeah. like. No dental care. Yeah. Here's your crap box. Uh, yeah. n- no shampoo. Right. No no place to regularly be- get clean. I mean, like really clean. No air conditioning. No AC. Uh, if you you know you could die if you cut yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's just it, it was you the were he- lucky if you lived to your forties. <laughs> the Hugh you know? Jackman uh, movie with uh, Meg Ryan, the the romantic uh, yes, where he comes from the past, right? And he, mind you, he's only coming from like a hundred years ago, hundred fifty years ago. Yeah, and it's a rom- it's a rom com at the and she goes back with him. It's like, just wait, sister. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> yeah. disgusting. Even now, you're going to have a blast. But even, yeah, uh, struggling for food, you know, all all the things that, that come along with reality of that time. All right, let me go to Carlo. I know we got a break here in just a second. Hey, Carlo, good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, buddy? Uh, I think about almost every day. <laughs> you think about Roman <laughs> Empire almost every day. I was, I just, uh, I saw the TikTok uh, that day. And then that that night, my toilet clogged. I had to fix it. I was like, "Oh, the Roman Empire invented plumbing." <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, "And then the next day, I thought of uh, my favorite movie, probably of all time, is History of the World." So yeah, I'm yeah, there you go. Yeah, pump the crap right out of your house. <laughs> exactly. So it was the first thing I thought of when I was plunging the toilet. I thought of History of the World. And I thought of the Roman Empire. Uh, I'm from Italy, but my family. My dad's from Naples, but I've been to Rome a bunch of times, and I took uh, Latin in high school, so okay. like a lot of a lot of our words, like yeah. fornication is like where the prop for No, it's where the archway was. That's where the prostitutes used to like hang out. So like uh, fresco, like all these like words that come from favorite drink Latin or Rome. Uh, Fresco. Like it's in my head almost every day. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. Listen, that so you're immersed right. in it. I, I I actually envy you that you have that that sort of um, yeah. well rounded take on it. But the fact that you're listening, uh, that you're thinking about it that much to the lay person who isn't thinking about it, it seems kind of um, interesting right. uh, and even a little weird. But we Thanks, appreciate it. We appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, Mitchell, I'm sorry I don't get a chance to go to you. He said he thinks about it daily. Lived in Italy for two years, and it's when he sees the architecture ah. uh, that he uh, that he does it. Uh, hey, Hang on. John has a, uh, I know we have to break, uh, but John's got a, a dad joke. All okay. Right. John, we don't have much time. What's your dad joke, bud? Gotcha. All right. This is for, uh, for Casey Boy. Now, I don't often think about the Roman Empire, but when I sit down on the couch with my feet up, I tend to go to the Ottoman Empire. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, that John. Great. Casey appreciates that. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, I guess that to some people it's 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 there. It's it's always in the back of their mind. Yeah. For whatever reason that is. So. And women too, apparently. All right. We are gonna take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Don't forget uh, your next chance to win a thousand dollars with MMR's uh Crumb Bum Cash comes up at ten AM. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. tail is so wagging right now take us along with the mmr app it's apple carplay and android compatible which means we get to sit in the dashboard screen we'll even send you notifications if you want download it and try it now preston and steve their name is their address uh, on on the web prestonandsteve.com 
Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I don't mean to go back to the Roman Empire thing again, but there was a text that I didn't get a chance to get to. We just had a conversation about, uh, for some reason, a lot of guys and women too, but mainly guys uh, randomly think about the Roman Empire, like a lot. Uh, and somebody texted in and said they were at the MMRBQ. And they were thinking of the Roman Empire because they were looking at the pit yes, and all the activity that was going in there. And I guess it made them think of maybe the Colosseum and the gladiator fights or something. I I don't really know. Yeah, so just being in that moment and seeing the pit go crazy, I thought uh, part of this must be how the crowds reacted during the Colosseum fights. Okay. All right. Yeah. I guess that's where the mind goes. (laughs) Um, Well, I don't know. I don't know if this will bring up any thoughts of... The Roman Empire, but today is National Cheeseburger Day. Oh my God, I have to celebrate it. <laughs> <laughs> you, already, you already celebrated? No, I have to. Oh, yes, it is should. my, Steve, it's my favorite food. It is. So the, the classic cheeseburger, mm-hmm. your favorite food. Yeah, I mean, I prefer double, unless it's, the burger itself is pretty big, but right. it, it, you know, that whole, hey, if you could only have one food for the rest of your life, right. what would it, it be? It'd be cheeseburgers. It would be a cheeseburger. Oh my gosh, really? Huh. Yes. Huh. Cheeseburgers are pretty damn good. I more often have good. it without cheese. Um, I don't have cheeseburgers a lot. When I do, mm-hmm. I love them. They're yeah. great. If you can, if you can make a burger and throw a slice of, and and I say slice, but really it would be like a like a block of cheese mm. in the middle of it, mm-hmm. and have a cheeseburger bomb. I'm telling you, know what you, I've done? Uh huh. I fed a block of cheese to a cow. Okay. And- Used a flamethrower on it. By the way, I think that, that a uh, a burger without cheese is a wasted burger. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. I, I almost say you can't. Mm-hmm. That's my hum. It's all, no, we no. all have our own personal taste. Trust me, you're, you're, you're legion. So good. Those who believe that. I, I, and, I, and I get it. And a variety I, of cheeses. I a think, mixture of cheeses. Yes. I think I have, um, uh, I like the, um, uh, I like it more sans cheese, uh, you know, but, but still you get like a, you get like a, a different kind of cheese. You don't have to go think outside the box. Oh. Oh, crap. 
Preston, I wouldn't. I would not put crap on my. No, 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 no. I just remind. I was eating a cheeseburger on Friday. Kathy, go ahead and then I'll do. Preston, I wouldn't eat it if it didn't have cheese on it. Okay. Like to me, it's not really. Worth it. It's not worth it. Then. All right. Uh-huh. No. I'm on board. All right. Casey pulled something out of his wallet. It's a picture of me eating a cheeseburger. I was eating a cheeseburger at McDonald's on Friday, and uh, and there were a couple of guys at that McDonald's that listened to the show, and All right. and they asked me to give them a shard out. Go ahead. And I was like, you write it down, and I'll do it. And uh, thank God we're having this conversation. So shout out to the Electrical Workers 126 and Miller Brothers. Thank you guys so much for listening Thank to the you. show. We really appreciate it. And, and they wrote that, that shard out on a uh, on a receipt. On a receipt for you? Yeah. So they McDonald's? Had a, yeah, what they, they have? Had a, uh, they had a Big Mac meal. All right. That's got cheese on it. Yeah. And a six-piece nugget. Okay. That's, you, that's a solid meal. Yeah, that's yeah. not bad. Um, <laughs> I don't have a history of cheeseburgers or anything like that, which what, usually happens. What about on, the Roman Empire? On a national yeah. day, yeah, maybe they had burgers back in the day. I did don't it, really know. It did it. Marcus Aurelius, we offer you a cheeseburger. Did they start in Hamburg? I mean, is that where? That's where, listen. And again, I tell you, I have a, a, a profound knowledge of burgers because I won a coloring contest sponsored by McDonald's. Yes, it's my understanding that the hamburger came out of Hamburg, Germany. So here's a little uh, factoid about cheeseburgers. It says in this particular article that Nick pulled up, um, many food historians credit 16-year-old Lionel Sternberger, who is 1924, decided to slap of American cheese onto cooking onto a cooking hamburger at his father's Pasadena, California sandwich shop, the right spot, which is what it was called. He liked it, and so did his dad, and thus the cheeseburger. So this is a domestic born. creation. Uh, Did I not know so. that? I believe so. The cheeseburger was invented by Sternberger. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Hey, what kind of uh, cheese do you prefer on your burgers? Um, I like all kinds of stuff. Uh, any, it, it, I, I, Not necessarily a preference. It just depends on what the mood. I could do anything from American to blue to Gruyere to Gouda to Famunda. Havarti. What about Velveeta? Um, not now. When I was a kid, yes. Okay, uh, I, I like cheddar. Grown yeah. a little bit out of Velveeta, but um, you oh, did you see the movie uh, The Menu? Yes, uh, really disturbing movie. Yep. Uh, but uh, Ray Fine's character, uh, uh, there's a cheeseburger that comes into the into play in the movie, and he says he goes, and this is he's supposedly like the greatest chef in the world. He says. American cheese is the perfect cheese for a cheeseburger because it doesn't break when it melts. Right. Mm. So suppose even though American cheese kind of seems like pedestrian and throwaway, mm-hmm. I love it. Apparently, for a hamburger, it's ideally made for a cheeseburger. And there's some people that are very specific. You can't call once you put cheese on a, a burger. You can't call it a hamburger. It's a cheeseburger, <laughs> and cheeseburgers are not the same thing as hamburgers. I don't want to get into semantics yes. about that, but some people do get a little. It always erupts it. into a knife fight. Yeah. Um, back in the day when I was in high school, we used to. Um, well, I mean, listen, this is stealing. So, but we used to pull up to a, uh, a drive-through, and we would say, "Hey, you, uh, you forgot to put a cheeseburger in our in our last order," and they'd be like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." And then they, they hand you a cheeseburger, and you just drive away. It's a scam. Yeah, it's a scam. Mm-hmm. So we did it one time, but my friend was lactose intolerant, and he would only get plain cheeseburgers. <laughs> and they're like, "We never had that order in like the right. last twenty years." Uh, and then we we're like, "Okay, I, th- I think maybe you're right," and then we just drove away. <laughs> oh man. What's that all about? I used to pull up and uh, I would hold a gun out and I'd say, uh, I believe you uh, forgot the money in the register. <laughs> <laughs> Works every time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve, did the 
did the McDLT have cheese on it? I don't yes. think it did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think it stayed you, on the cold side. Right. Cold side, hot side, hot, cold side, cold. I used to love the McDLT. I loved it. Uh, it was so dumb. Uh, do you guys remember the McDLT? Of course. Yeah. yeah. Remember it. Yeah. You I made them. You made them. Oh, yeah. That's right. Hot side, hot, cold side, cool. I think the cheese was on the... Uh, the hot side. I, th- I thought it was it's kept on the, on the cool cold side. side. No, it's Which be on the you would think it would be on the hot side, mm-hmm. so it would indeed melt, melt. In the burger. But for some reason, my memory is going back. I don't know. Deep dive on that, please, Nick. All right. Um, by the way, there are a couple of deals you can get on uh, Cheeseburger Day, National Cheeseburger Day, uh, at Wendy's. Listen to this. You can get the Junior Bacon Cheeseburger, which, by the way, a lot of times I will get the Junior Burger there. Agreed. Because it's easier to eat in the car. Yeah. And it's filling enough. But there, it's one penny. Today is today the 18th. Today through the 22nd. What? And if you go through the Wendy's app, <laughs> you can take advantage of that. So one cent. Uh. At, at McDonald's, All right, lay down this me. is a good one, too. Lay some beef on me, baby. Double cheeseburger for 50 cents. What? So you got to go through their mobile app. It's okay. limited to one burger per customer, but you can do that today. Okay. Double cheeseburger. I love man. their double cheeseburger. I love their double cheese. Now, my- I, I will t- I'll tell you what I love yeah. in your um, linear to your junior, the Whopper Junior, uh, double double Whopper Junior. Uh, is is uh, the exact right size? Well, Are you a junior yourself, Case? Or you uh, no, no, no. I, I like I like it big. All right, um, but I'm my robbing. Uh, I think as far as double cheeseburgers are concerned, my my go to my favorite is Burger King. Okay, just a plain double All cheeseburger right. from Burger King. Burger King has a deal. Okay, uh, you can get a free cheeseburger. Uh, and it's to any members of the Royal Perks Rewards <laughs> Program who makes a purchase of $1 or more. If you're a member of the royalty. <laughs> if you're a member uh, of the royal yeah. family, <laughs> you get a free cheeseburger today. <laughs> the royal staff shall walk forward to receive their complimentary cheeseburger. All right, we're looking at a picture of the McDLT. I don't see no cheese on there. I don't see no cheese either. I think you could order it with cheese, perhaps, because I do remember it. I'm not sure. God, it's so dumb, because it was once you put it together, you got what you got anyway, but it was just, it seemed to be... No, no, it it made sense, Steve, because they would would keep the other burgers under a heat lamp, Uh, and if you would put all the other stuff on there and it sat for any amount of time, it would kind of wilt and be kind of gnarly, especially the tomato. So I, I, I did appreciate that by the time you bit into it, the lettuce was still crispy Crisp, yeah. and, and all that. Um, by the way, Shake Shack is, uh, that's where I would go today. On that's your jam? Me yeah, I probably have to go to Charlie's if I want to keep it local and uh, and go to a mom and pop shop. So, uh, Or maybe I'll just go to like three different places and uh, and okay. really celebrate in, in, uh, in grand fashion. Let me ask you guys something. Uh, what do you think, in your humble opinion, is the tastiest looking movie burger? <laughs> Well, well the, the cheeseburger in the menu, yeah, is pretty incredible. Yeah, uh, yes, I, I, I'll, I'll go with you on that. It's most recent, and and they do, especially because you're part of the preparation of it. Yeah, and it also is it serves an essential plot point. Um, yes, I'm going to go with the menu as well. Preston. I have another one. Okay, or do you want to say yours first? No, no, because I got two. Okay, one of them, even though it's disgusting because it's supposed to be a human being. Oh my god. Eating, yeah, go Kingsman. ahead. Kingsman, part Kingsman two. two. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it the looks burger. So good. That, yeah. the, when they're making the burger and everything. Oh my god, it looks fantastic. But it's it's human flesh. <laughs> <laughs> what about the cheeseburger in the Ten Commandments? Oh yeah, yeah that's, that's a good really, one. That's an excellent. One. Yeah, but that was goat, and yeah. you know, so shall it be eaten. So shall it be eaten. Not the same. Now that is a good burger. 
What do you? What else? What was your other the one? The Big Kahuna Burger looks delicious. All right. In uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Um, not bad. You know, the, the, going back to Kingsman, the, the regular cheeseburgers that uh, uh, Sam Samuel Jackson, Jackson's yeah. eating. Yeah. McDonald's. Yep. Oh, McDonald's, true. yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. They have the... Uh, the Mickey D's, he has a two cheeseburger or two two cheeseburgers with special sauce. Um, I love that you do these though, because I probably celebrate more often than you would think. No, we you know you these. Do. Yeah. You're one of the only people I, who I, I know of who actually embraces each of these celebratory days. Yeah, because I celebrated National Chili Dog Day when you had mentioned that a few months ago. Oh, that's right. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, hang on. Um Ted wants to mention something. Let's see if there's legitimacy to this or not. Hey Ted, good morning. Hey, Gadzookies, guys. What's up, buddy? Uh, what's up, man? Just driving around Trenton on this crappy, rainy day. All right. Oh, it's a dream of mine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I wrote this song. <laughs> All right, so what do you want to share about the burger, Ted? Um, well, it was invented in New Jersey. I can't remember the guy's name, but basically it was like back in the 1920s. This guy would fry a bunch of meatballs on his skillet for lunch, but it was taking too damn long. So he got mad one day and just started smashing them all with his spatula. And he would flip them, and then they would be cooked like a quarter of the time it would take to roll around a meatball. And then he just started flattening them all, and he called it a hamburger. We will look that up. We'll look that up and see if there's (laughs) legitimacy. I, I challenge you to find out otherwise. All right. Okay. All right. I hate you. I hate you more than anything in this damn world. <laughs> you meatballs take too long. All right. Uh, Fletcher Davis created an early version of the hamburger for his menu at a small cafe in Athens, Texas in the 1880s, but didn't debut his invention to a wider audience until he took his burger to the 1904 St. Louis World's Fair. To this day, some call Athens the birthplace of the hamburger. So hamburger meat or chopped meat, it's got to have some origin to hamburger. Ground beef? Ground beef? Yeah. I I, I mean, I won a coloring contest based on that whole premise, Preston. So when we... uh, My childhood was a lie. We drove across the country last year and we ended up stopping at that place in in Kansas, uh, Bobo's Drive-In. And I believe that was... uh, We stopped there because it was a uh, diner's drive-ins and dives. And everything was really, really good. But I was so disappointed in myself because I just assumed that I was ordering a cheeseburger and I didn't and it was a hamburger and when I took my first bite into it I was like this it, it, it is delicious but it is missing a major major component and I didn't have the heart to tell them that it was I kind of was like oh this is this is really really great but I I really didn't think it was that great mm. you know? I'm sorry what are you talking about when we drove across <laughs> we went to Bobo's drive-in in Kansas oh and it was supposed to be great and it was good but like I just assumed I just assumed that there's going to be cheese on the burger and because oh. I didn't order it Diane I really need to talk <laughs> with you right now <laughs> I was watching Tiner's Drive-in and I went here because the burger is supposed to be good but something's missing and I miss you so much <laughs> but that would be that would be where the people who have a real issue with calling it a cheeseburger uh, or a hamburger yeah. oh there's like be there's, very specific about it then you also kind of get into the into well the smash burgers and everything and then there's also loose meat uh which is uh, is sort of a different thing than and and a lot of times loose meat will basically just be the burger deconstructed with the cheese you know sort of mixed in have you ever had that kind of no, sandwich yeah uh, sounds kind of sloppy joey it's it is without the sloppy Joe mix. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Interesting. <laughs> Preston, you know where uh, hamburgers gain national recognition? 
Mm, which doc? No, no. Uh, which city in the United States? Well, I'm asking Preston. This, St. Louis. This, that's right. Hey! The World's Fair. Yeah. yeah. No, there you go. How about that? 1904 St. Louis World's Fair. A lot St. Of Louis stuff. invented the aqueduct. A, a lot of stuff came out of that fair. I think the ice cream cone. Uh, what? The Ferris wheel. The Sibian. Um, the Sibian. <laughs> Everyone loves straddling this device. It's getting them off sexually, and they just can't get it off. Here's a hamburger for this young lady who just had nine count of nine orgasms. <laughs> Even Charles Lindbergh was there. Well, Charles Lindbergh's taking a spin on the Sibian, and he's saying this was better than crossing the Atlantic. <laughs> Steve, one more time, can you just, for Bill, can you explain what a Sibian is? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a, a sexual device that you straddle and it massages where you think it would massage. Mm-hmm. Bill didn't know what it was. <laughs> We had a Daily Rush video of the, uh, it was the steam-powered Sibian that Kyle Kyle did. Kyle did a great job. Uh, Hang on a second. I want to go to Eric. Eric! Hi, Eric. Good morning. Good morning to see it. Good morning morning to see it. What's up, Eric? So I go to Wendy's. I get the Dave's Double with the lettuce and all. It's kind of messy. It slides around. So what I figured out is I get a packet of saltine crackers and I smash them and I... (laughs) Sprinkle it on the burger, and it keeps everything together. But the flavor of the saltine on the burger is unbelievable. All right, Interesting. So, so you're using it as a gripping material yeah. to hold the burger together. That I'm intrigued by that. And I could see it uh, adding a decent amount. I mean, off, after all, it's salted, so salt is going to add a little bit of flavor but to I, it. But, you know, when when you make your burgers at home, do you use breadcrumbs? Some people do. I don't. I don't, but, yeah, I don't uh, like but that. you can, yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it that. Huh. Uh, I will tell you this, though, Casey, and I think everyone here will agree. I know uh, uh, we've all in our quieter moments have discussed this. No. Uh, the in- structural integrity of a burger is important, paramount. Oh, yeah. You got to keep, like, if it's, we'll do the burger bowl. You and I are, are judges very, uh, virtually every year, Casey. And you know that that figures a lot into my, just, can you eat it as a burger intact? Mm-hmm. That's going to go a long way with me. That's where places like uh, In-N-Out and Smash Burger and a handful of others have kind of perfected it with that little kind of pocket they put it in. You know yeah. what I'm talking oh, about? I dig oh, yeah. it. They're like just a simple little package, a half package. Yep, it'll help it hold together. Yeah. Uh, because you're talking about, you know, stuff, a decent amount of toppings on, on yeah. burgers like that. You ever that. put fries on a burger? Not really. I mean, I have, yeah, but I'm not a big fan of it. I like I like fries uh, Our- with ketchup and... and uh, I like I like that better. I know the that Dar had French up. fries on it. Yeah. The Dar did. Uh, yeah, yeah, our sandwich that we designed had fries or, or fried potato. Oh, yeah, I'm, no, it was fries. Okay, the Dar. The Dar. <laughs> we actually designed a sandwich that was on a menu for quite a while, and, yeah. and, and people loved it. Yeah. Um, so it's National Cheeseburger Day, and if you are so inclined, go get yourself a cheeseburger. And there are some places that are having like really, really good deals. You, know on them, you could do a split thing here. You could have the, a celebrate the day and do a sort of a tribute to Jimmy Buffett. Um, cheeseburger in Paradise. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man, what if he would have died on National Cheeseburger Day? Would have been perfect. He's only a few weeks off. They should have lied about the. We <laughs> should have put him on <laughs> yeah. on ice life support yeah. until uh, till this particular. They should day. have James Browned him. Oh wow. Were you trying to play Jimmy Buffett? No, I got that for you. Oh, well, I didn't want to hit the button without your oh, permission. Oh, here we go. There it is. You know what? I've never stopped to actually listen to the lyrics of this song. Nick, you said it's about uh, the Boer War. No, no, it's not. <laughs> 
A guy who gets back from a long trip or something, or uh, just out on a sailboat for an entire day, or you're you know, cruise, cruising the waters in the Caribbean, and you get back to land and you have this delectable treat. Cheeseburgers, well, it's true. At a resort, or at any even a resort, like it yeah. can be the, 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 any place. The, the thing about a, a, the beautiful thing about a cheeseburger is, you can get it at a resort, or you can just get it at some hole in the wall bar, and it's going to be fantastic. Mm, no, some oh, suck. in the song. Okay, <laughs> some suck. I've had. You ever get a burger? And sometimes, unfortunately, it will happen at like a charity event or something like that, and somebody's back there working the grill, and it's just a hockey puck. Yeah, it's the worst. I hate so it. We. There was a place in media that we loved and used to go to all the time. We were at Y100 called On a Roll. Yeah. It's still there. And so, is right, it? Yeah, well, not there. Same place. Um, actually, the people who owned, uh, whatever, uh, it's across, the, <laughs> it's still on Orange Street, but it's across and closer to the courthouse. All right. So smaller. they opened up, uh, when I was living, you know, coming down from New York, they opened up a place up where we were living in New York in Massapequa called On a Roll. And I'm like, oh my God, this is even close to the place in media. It's going to be phenomenal. And I went in and I ordered a burger one one time, a cheeseburger actually, one of the rare times. And the woman says, oh, we, we can't do cheese. Why? Because it falls through the grill. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh my God, wait, what? Oh my like, God, oh my God. I'm try- oh, uh, what are you, what language <laughs> are you speaking? What does that mean? I, I mean, uh, do you know there's technology that exists that would allow you to keep the cheese? I don't even understand. If you put the cheese on the burger, <laughs> talk to me, woman. You're yeah, you still can, baffled by this. I'm baffled. <laughs> you can take the burger off and it's still warm and place the cheese on it. And then put the cheese it, on and it. And it will melt. I'm like, what? You're, you're an insane bitch. Kathy, <laughs> what? Where's your favorite burger? Oh, oh I, yeah. so I I I rarely eat burgers, like, but I will I will get them every once in a while. Usually, if there's no chicken on the menu, right? <laughs> then I'll get the burger. Uh, oh my gosh, my favorite burger. I I don't I don't know. Mm. I can't even tell you the last time I had. Can you a make burger. up a place? Actually, I can tell you the last time. How about flounces? <laughs> um, something with avocado on it. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, the last time you had a burger was what? I said I couldn't tell you, and then I was like, actually, I can. I was at my brother's house. He had a barbecue. Okay. <laughs> did he put an avocado on it? Uh, he did not put an avocado okay. on it. So I would not be happy with that. At a barbecue, I will not have a burger if it's frozen, you know? Uh, you want to eat a frozen burger? No, nah, I'm not a Bubba <laughs> Burger guy. No, no, like after it's been It's cooked. really hard. No, I, I need to have fresh burgers. <laughs> we cook them at our house. Um, so you can you can tell, listen, I'll tell you this. We used to go get the crappiest cereal burgers, like, mm-hmm. you know, the burgers that you get in school. Yeah. And if you, you get a box of those and cook them on a crappy barbecue on the beach, and to Nick's point, it still tasted good. You could put, I mean, I could do a blind taste test. I could be like, no, this is, this is a frozen burger. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, hang on. I want to go to uh, Deb next. Hi, Deb. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up? Um, I was calling because I have never had a fast food hamburger. <gasps> what? Okay. What? what? You want to explain? Just, I've never gone to McDonald's and had a burger or Burger King or any of those places. Never had a fast food burger. But I do like a hamburger, but if I go to a restaurant, I have nothing on it. So, so, I, so I do that. I'll, I'll do that as well sometimes, Deb. I, I will get it absolutely bereft of everything. No mayonnaise, no nothing. It's, especially if you know it's going to be a good burger. Like uh, if you get a burger at the Mashalu, they um, and they have this Kobe burger, it is sensational. And you can get that completely naked, as they say, and you would love it. But, Deb, you don't get cheese at all. No cheese, no lettuce, no tomato. And when I place the order... Um, one of my friends just, he just covers his eyes because he's embarrassed that I never get anything on my burger. But then the waiter or waitress will say, so just a plain burger, just a, a patty and a bun. 
like, yeah, like, yes. I don't know what's wrong with that. Well, we can't do that because it falls to the grill. <laughs> let, let me ask you this. Is it because you don't like the way the condiments taste at all, or you just don't think they should be on a burger? I'm going to be honest. I kind of really just probably really haven't tried it. It just doesn't sound <laughs> You've never tried well. it. Uh, you're going to need to, at one point, take it out for a spin, see what yeah. you think. i tell you what I used to do. I used to use salt all the time and put salt on my hamburgers. Mm. I don't use, I haven't used salt in years because when you get a good hamburger, all right, it's excellent. Deb's never had a burger, a fast food burger. Where should she go? Rome. Wendy's. Yeah. Uh, fast food? Yep. I say Wendy's. Uh, I say Burger King. Okay. Uh, I get a double, but uh, that that's fast food. I mean, pound for pound, I think the best burger you're going to get uh, as far as consistency is concerned is Five Guys. But she's never had fast food burgers yeah. before. But, but well, that, guys, that's we, fast casual. Yeah, Five yeah. Guys, same thing with with. Uh, with if it doesn't have a drive through then it's not fast food. You no. guys remember, I didn't have a fast, I've never, I nev- had never had a fast food burger before and we had McDonald's or somebody brought a McDonald's burger in for me to try. I don't remember This was that. years ago. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Don right. used to like us. Godspeed, Debbie. On your burger. <laughs> yeah. Your burger. Let us, let us know when your, your journey. burger cherries popped. All right. Somebody's telling me that uh, on a roll doesn't exist anymore. Arnold? Uh, on a roll. On a roll. <laughs> Arnold roll doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Arnold? Uh, so, yeah. Case, I thought so. They actually opened up one in Conchie. Do you remember? It was yes. just. Oh, was, oh, was that? Yeah. Was it? Was that the same? Steve. Yeah. They had that great grilled cheese fire. <laughs> yeah, because we went to the grill. Yeah. Nine people died. Yeah. It was like the Triangle Factory fire. Uh, hang on, let me go to Paul next. Hey, Paul. Hey, how are you guys? Good, Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Paul? So I took my son out for lunch one day, and he got a cheeseburger with a scrambled egg on top. Not scrambled, sunny side up. Right, so that's yeah. in Europe. You'll, you'll see that a lot. A lot of the yeah, default burgers have eggs on it. Phenomenal. Yeah. I never thought of that, but that was phenomenal. And so you yeah, See, I'm not like a it. fan. I don't like I mean, it either. I'd rather have yeah. just really? eggs or have burgers, but I don't yeah. want an, an erger. Yeah. Dude, uh, it was really great. So on the other note, did anybody see last, maybe two weeks ago in the news, there was a lady showing how she boils Hamburgers, like a hot dog. She boils. And they had Chef Ramsey chime in on it. It was the foulest, grossest looking thing <laughs> I've gross. ever seen. Gross. Boil. Well, you know what though? Stop and think about it. In in school. They would boil the burgers in uh, in water, right? You'd have those burgers, those cereal burgers. Yeah, that's we got crappy burgers. I never saw that till they showed it on news. It was gray. It was falling yeah. apart. Yeah, that, that's it's like nostalgic. What you're saying? Yeah, a new one. Yeah, oh, wow. my God, it was horrible. They were horrible. <laughs> All right, thanks, man. I, you know what? Maybe they did it when I was in school. I don't know. I remember the burgers being pretty damn lame. Big big tray of burgers in water. Huh. And so they, I, maybe they came freeze dry. Oh, however the hell they came in these boxes, and there would be the burgers would be in that. Okay, wow. And it was well. Listen, you got ripped off. It's like it's like it's like cafeteria pizza. It's terrible, and yet you love it. Yeah, I you did, know, I did like yeah. it. The only thing I hated was our pizza rolls. They sucked. Oh, really? Yeah, they were giant. They were like the size of a burrito. The hell, our, um, the hell are you doing over what there? What are you doing to me? Trying our to kill me? Cheesesteaks were, but they were weird but delicious. They didn't chop them up. It was basically like that just, should be a slogan. It, weird but delicious. It was weird but delicious. But it was the cheesesteak, like essentially like like a steak em, yeah. and then they put the cheese in the middle, and then they rolled it up. Well, and it was delicious. Hang on here. We only have time for another call show. I'm going to go to uh, Brandon. Hi, Brandon. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Sorry to bother you at work. <laughs> we want to hear about it. It's National Cheeseburger Day. What's your question? 
Uh, I wanted to know where the best cheeseburger to get is because I've never had a burger, period. You have never had a hamburger in your entire life. Yeah, it's kind of embarrassing to admit on the air, but I, I wow. grew up, uh, eat nothing but like French fries and like chicken nuggets my whole life. Brandon, may, may I ask how nasty. may I ask how old you are? I'm thirty, about to be thirty one tomorrow. Okay, oh, so happy that's, birthday. that's well, yeah, happy birthday. So, uh, all right, Case, well, since I'm, you are clearly the the food, uh, the fast food uh, expert here, which place <laughs> should he go to? Well, where do you live, Brandon? What town? I'm in Northeast Philly. Okay, I, I'm honestly go to Five Guys uh, if you want like the, a consistently great burger. Go to Five Guys now. If you want a double, you just ask for the burger. But if you just want a single cheeseburger, you have to ask for a little. The little burger. Casey. And, yes. Casey, you know what's so funny is I've gone there so many times before because the fries are like the best thing ever. Fries are actually yeah. a yeah. bag of them, yeah. Yep. yep. But the, the, the whole thing, I've been there with people and I would order and it would be so embarrassing to them because I would just, <laughs> it's five guys burgers and fries and I wouldn't get a burger. And so, you, yeah, you should go for it, Brandon, and start easy. Just get kind of like just cheese and meat. On the, on the bun and try it that way before you go messing around with, you know, pickles and lettuce and onion and yeah. all that. It's okay, baby. All right, I'll have to empty out my life savings to get that cheeseburger from Five Guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah. no, it's let not us know what, not you, what you think after you have it. I, I think Five Guys right, is a good guys. suggestion, Casey. I, I personally, I like Shake Shack a little better, but Five Guys makes a great burger. That's a Pretty good consistent. spot to go. And you know what I like? Thanks, Brandon. When good I luck. go to Five Guys, it's the only time I ever get my burger like this, but I get a, um, a mushroom cheeseburger with A1 sauce. Yeah. Yeah, it's delicious. I could, I could do that. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Is it you, you normally don't get uh, the A1 or you normally don't get uh, mushroom cheese? Uh, Does it get the burger? <laughs> no, uh, the, the mushrooms and the A1. It's an A1 sandwich. Uh, the mushrooms and the A1 I don't get anywhere else except for there. Okay. It's always cool to see that the fact the guys behind the counter have their beards and they have beer hairnets. Uh-huh. Awesome. Yeah, I know. I love that. All right. Um, one more call. That's all we have time for. So we are going to go to uh, Rob. Hey, Rob, good morning. Great day in the morning. Great day in the morning. <laughs> Rob, you're not calling about a cheeseburger, are you? No, nope. Why are you calling? I'm, I'm, call, I'm, I'm calling about a thousand cheeseburgers. <laughs> he just won a thousand dollars with Bum Cash. How about that, Rob? All right, my man, where are you from, Rob? Man, from the MMR barbecue to Monday morning, $1,000, man, you guys rock. Oh, listen, it is awesome. Rob, what's your last name, buddy? Iger. Rob Iger? Bob Iger from Disney? <laughs> Rob Geiger. Oh, Geiger, thank you. And where are you from, Rob? Carney Point. All right, uh, dude, do me a favor. Go to the finest cheeseburger <laughs> joint in the area today and uh, enjoy it. Roll in it. In, uh, you got $1,000. Rub it on your face. I'm going to Rome. Hey, I'm going to Rome. I'm going to Rome next Monday. Oh, really? <laughs> this is the most symmetrical day yeah. we've ever had. Barbecue, burger, and Rome. Yeah. yeah. The three things that we've talked yeah. about so yeah. far. Oh, Excellent. God. Hey, Rob, we're really happy to give you $1,000 courtesy of Horizon Services Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing and MMR. All right, buddy? Yeah, man. Thanks, guys. All have right, a good congratulations. one. Congratulations. There goes Rob. Yeah. Right. You're going to have a hell of a story on that one. $1,000 richer. And guess what? We are 20 minutes away from doing it again. It's incredible. Again. We do it five times every single day starting today. So it's called Crumb Bum Cash. We'll take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll get to the B file. And hopefully by the time we're done with that, we will be ready to reveal what the next keyword is and how you enter that. And maybe you'll be just like Rob, winning $1,000, going to Rome and stuff, getting cheeseburgers. We'll be back in a second. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR and the
The Preston and Steve Show present Crumb Bum Cash. You're a real crumb bum. Your chance to bring home some bread. $1,000 five times a day. Weekdays at 8 a.m., 10 and noon. Then again at 3 and 5 p.m. Listen for the Crumb Bum Contest keyword. Then enter it at WMMR.com via the MMR app or text it to 45911 for your chance to grab some dough with MMR's Crumb Bum Cash. Because Philadelphia, that's why. Official rules at WMMR.com. Sponsored by Horizon Services, heating, cooling, and plumbing. Book online at horizonezbook.com. From 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks, your wallet. Hey, friend, if you stay with us for the next four minutes, you just might win $1,000. 93.3. We need to do the bizarre file first. That's right. We're going to switch those. I'm scared by that. Uh, If you stay with us for the next four minutes, you might win $1,000. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. It's brought to you by CSB Media Arts Center in Cherry Hill. Home to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting's broadcast media program and more. Find out more at GoCSB.com. All right, this is messed up. A baby's arm may have been broken after two allegedly half-naked and drunk women were seen tossing the child back and forth (gasps) over hard concrete as they stood outside of Coyote Ugly Bar in Daytona Beach, Florida. So they're playing catch with the baby? Yeah, essentially. Running bases? Police said the young women, Brianna LaFoe, who was 19, and uh, Sierra Newell, who was 20, were under the influence as they abused the child and treated him like a toy. Uh, Newell and LaFoe were also accused of flipping the child upside down, throwing him into the air, shaking him and tossing him back and forth to each other as they stood roughly four feet apart on hard pavement. A witness recorded the abusive display. LaFoe went to stop uh, a person recording while grabbing the child by his leg. At this point, LaFoe allegedly flipped the boy upside down and grabbed him by his ankles. Newell, who was on crutches, a police reported was busy accosting other bystanders before she, too, started to zero zero in on the witness. How sociopathic. Uh, Newell allegedly used one of her crutches to hit the person twice. Uh, In the video footage, people can be heard yelling at the woman to stop, uh, throwing the baby in the air. And one witness, uh, Jahada Rashid, said she saw LaFoe grabbing the baby while she was actively fighting with people telling her to stop. Uh, The baby was taken to the hospital. Healthcare providers reportedly found red marks on his back and a suspected break in the child's arm. Uh, Newell and LaFoe were charged with felony child abuse. Good. They are facing some pretty heavy charges there. And so they should. All right, this is a pretty weird story. Donning a wetsuit, Finn's with a crossbow pistol strapped to his back, Jeremy Wallace went for an ambitious swim that ended in federal charges and two Michigan schools being locked down after he plunged into a river dividing the U.S. and Canada, swam across it, and then walked 16 miles into town to find the nearest pawn shop where he could steal a gun. (laughs) What? Yeah. Wallace, a a good plan. 24-year-old resident of Sombra, Ontario, told police he swam across the St. Clair River into East China Township, Michigan, around midnight because he was not eligible to purchase a gun in Canada due to a prior conviction involving weapons there. I got a plan. He told police he intended to swim back to Canada with the firearm once he stole it. 
Wallace also admitted to ditching his wetsuit after a few miles because he began to overheat as he was off on foot for the 16-mile walk. Started, I thought. The Canadian man told authorities he had done his research on the store the night before. Clearly. He had also brought a hammer with him on the swim in case he needed to break into the store. But things did not quite go according to plan. Once Wallace got to the pawn shop, employees thought that he was acting strange and refused to sell him the weapon. Wallace then allegedly grabbed a 22 caliber Sig Sauer pistol and two clips and fled the store. Uh, the store owners contacted the sheriff's office thanks to a rapid response. Wallace was located in a wooded area after a foot chase before he could slip back across the St. Clair River. The river averages about a mile wide in most spots. Wow. And temperatures can hover from the 60s to 70s. Uh, they found that the crossbow pistol he had strapped on his back contained nine rounds of ammunition. He also loaded the stolen handgun at this point, too. So he really wanted that gun. I really Man. need this. All right, we only have time for one yep. more story, and then we got to do crumb bum cash. Let's go with this one. A woman had an unfortunate mix-up when she wanted to take her vitamins, only realized she had actually swallowed one of her AirPods by mistake. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Tana Barker explained how she managed the mishap in a viral clip. She said, I'm going to be very vulnerable right now. I had a situation happening this morning, and I'm still dealing with it. Still dealing with it. And so this morning, I was on a walk. I ran into a friend of mine, and I hadn't seen her for a year. She was filling me in on her life. It's been a very, very busy and full uh, life, and a lot went on, actually. Halfway through the walk, though, I decided to take my vitamins. I put my vitamins in, took a drink, and I was like, man, those are stuck. Not realizing that it wasn't vitamins she had taken. She said, so I guzzled my water, kept on going, uh, and, and I went by Kathleen, and I went to go get my AirPod, and my pills were in my hand. I had swallowed my AirPod, so I now have have, uh, have called a lot of people, doctors and friends of mine, and they all suggest the same thing, so I'm going to go with what they suggested, and that is... Poop it out. Just let it pass. Yeah. Uh, though Tana did note that she at least didn't swallow both of the earbuds. Uh, she said, there's a bonus. I still have my right AirPod. So she's going to have to let that pass and move on. I think I just get rid of that iPad. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. Now we're ready to do yeah. this. 93.3 WMMR, Philadelphia. You're a real crumb bum. It's time for a crumb bum cash keyword. All right, the word that you need to send to us is crazy, C-R-A-Z-Y. We'll give you until 15 minutes after the hour to do it. And there are three ways for you to enter the word crazy. You can do it through WMMR.com or the MMR app, or you can text it to the special contest short code text number, which is 45911. And one random entry wins $1,000 in our company-wide contest. Each winner gets a call from our company, Beasley. Beasley. Make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules at WMMR.com. And it is sponsored by Horizon Services. So, again, the word is crazy. 15 minutes after the hour to get that to us. WMMR.com, the MMR app, or text it to 45911. We will take a break, see if we get a winner. We're going to come back in a moment, and we'll give some more stuff away. We have the lesson question, trash and music news when we return. Looking for fun things to do this weekend? Pierre Robert's weekend calendar has you covered. Shows in town, movies to see, exhibits and specials around the Delaware Valley. Just use keyword weekend calendar at WMMR.com to get the list. 
Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swooping and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Fortunately, the MMRBQ doesn't happen once in a lifetime. It happens every single year. And if you missed out on it this year, we welcome you back next year. I'm sure we'll have bigger and better and amazing things planned for you. We'll touch on a little bit more of that stuff in a little while. Uh, but we have some things to give away and stuff to talk about. Otherwise, we have a lesson question, and we are going to give away this morning a VIP four-pack of uh, tickets for Lincoln Mill Haunted House, and that is this Saturday. Oh, cool. All right, so it's at uh, 4100 Main Street in Maniac. The question that I will ask you is the hamburger gained national recognition at the 1904 St. Louis World's Fair. Which other invention has its origins at the same event? And it's not the ice cream cone. No. I'm, or or the, um, uh, the Ferris wheel. It was a different, more fun one. <laughs> All right. The hamburger gained national recognition in the 1904 St. Louis World's Fair. Which other invention has its origins at the same event? 215-263-WMMR. As you call, we'll do this. Trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by CSB Media Arts Center in Cherry Hill. Home to the Connecticut School Broadcasting's broadcast media program and more. And you can find out more at GoCSB.com. What do you have for us today, Steve? Well, Bill Belichick and his wife Linda Holiday have broken up after 16 years together. Holiday revealed that she had finally grown tired of Belichick's underinflated balls. Hey! Uh, you spoke about this earlier, Preston. Lamar Odom reportedly crashed his Mercedes into two parked cars in an early morning accident near his home. Odom's blood alcohol level was normal, but it did show 8.8% horny goat weed. Oh, and finally, while El Chapo uh, serves out his life sentence, his wife, Emma, has been released from prison after serving just two years. El Chapo has given Emma his permission to date other men, but says she shouldn't get too comfortable with them having heads. Yeah. <laughs> 
Friday, we will search and see if we can find someone who has the answer to this question. The hamburger gained national recognition at the 1904 St. Louis World's Fair, which other invention had its origins at that same event. And we will go to Sammy looking for an answer. Hi, Sammy. Good morning. How can she slap? How can she slap? slap? All right, Sammy. What other invention was uh, debuted at the uh, World Fair? World's Fair. Was it the Sibian? The Sibian. That is correct, Sammy. Hang on one. We are going to give you a VIP four-pack of tickets for Lincoln Mill Haunted House this Saturday, September 23rd. Located at 4100 Main Street, Manion, featuring (laughs) over 50 live scare actors, production quality sets, props, animatronics, and special effects. Tickets and info at LincolnMillHaunt.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Good boy. Get her disco lights on there. Yeah. All right. uh, Music News brought to you by Horizon Services. From clogged toilets to tripping faucets, Horizon cooling, heating, and plumbing. Plumbing professionals are there when you need them. Plus, you can save 20% off of your next plumbing services at horizonservices.com. Uh, let's see. Corn will be releasing new music next year. Uh, guitarist Brian Head Welch revealed the news during a podcast and said, yep, we are just kind of in hiding right now, just doing our own thing. They went on to say that there will likely be a celebration of the 30th anniversary of the band's debut album. Uh, eight years after leaving, Welch rejoined Corn in 2013 after he kicked his addictions to drug and alcohol. Corn's latest album, Requiem, uh, came about a year and a half ago and charted number one on the Billboard Hard Rock Albums chart. And Wilson of Heart announced that she and her band Tripster are going to release an album on September 29th. Tripster! Yeah, through a press release, she said, This is an exciting time in my creative life. So much new and fresh to remind me of why I love my calling. Uh, Another Door is a record of all original material, which marks the first time since the 70s uh, that she has written a full-length album collectively with the band. And it also marks the first time in her career that she is the sole lyricist. When are her and her sister going to go back out? It's a good question. Don't know. They seem to have men fences. Seems that so way. Maybe they'll uh, they'll plan a, a heart thing down the road. And then finally, Guns N' Roses added some more dates to their North American tour. Now includes stops in Edmonton, Alberta, uh, Salt Lake City, uh, Denver, N- uh, Nampa. Nampa? N-A-M-P-A. It's the new Tampa? Is it, is it, is it, it Tampa? might be Tampa. Yeah. No, it's Nampa, Idaho. Uh-oh. Nampa, Idaho? Nampa. That's not in Florida. Never figured that out. I've never, never heard of that before. Never heard of Nampa. Uh-uh. Oh, it's North Tampa in Idaho. Oh, okay. Yeah. Way yeah. north and yeah. west yeah. Tampa. Yeah. Nampa. In uh, Idaho. That's what so, I call my grandma. So there's some uh, more dates from those guys. You know what? Can I play a couple of clips from uh, MMRBQ? Yeah. Do uh, it. We had a few. We played um, Larkin Poe earlier, and I can play that one uh, again. But um, we had a few thank yous on stage uh, from the artist of MMRBQ. Barbecue. Here is a clip of Larkin Poe that we played earlier. Here's one of that we have been so grateful to know you and my mom for spending a lot for us. This is off of uh, an older record for us. But we love this song a lot. It's called Holy Ghost Fire. All right, so that was nice. Um, who's next, Case? I'll just go. Uh, Tiger Cub. Yeah. Tiger Cub. Uh, they gave a shout out to MMR. Here we go. New Jersey. It's the MMRBQ. Three. Great to be here. Thank you so much. 
Um, Finger what? 11 gave us a couple of different charts. Okay. They gave us charts? Nah. Really? Okay. All right, here we go. Thank you very much. How's it going, everybody? We are Finger 11. <laughs> really nice to be here at the WMM Barbecue. Thanks for being here. Nice. Nice, guys. All right, there's another one from them. I love whoever came up with MM Barbecue. <laughs> I know. It's that person deserves a raise. <laughs> this is from the, the interview. Yeah, right, there you go. That's great. Was, it was... Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah? Perfect, man. That was Chuck, right? I thought so. Yeah, Chuck's the one who came up with MM Barbecue. All right, and then uh, Dirty Honey mentioned on stage. Billy, can we do a couple more for you tonight? Super nice guys in that band. Terrific. Man. All cool. Most definitely. I'm sure we'll have more audio. Do you have the rye bread throwing out? Or oh, no, no. no. Uh, but we do have Shine Down. Shine Down. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Huge uh, love. I didn't know we had that. Here okay. we go. It's so wonderful to have you back. Oh, yeah, you know, Philly loves you. What's that? This is this is from the interview with okay. You know, MMR loves you. Brent and Zach from Shine Down. The feeling is mutual, by the way. Well, uh, it's a great friendship that we've had over these many years, and uh, we look forward to it continuing as the days go forward. Thank you. Thank guys. you. We love you guys and girls very much. Thank you for everything. You know me, I don't be showing up for interviews, but with you guys, I'll, I'm here. <laughs> Thank you. Brent and Zach, right on, shine down. Thank, Thank you, guys. <laughs> and thanks for bringing Billy Idol out. Because that is awesome. Yeah, dude. We're, this is like one of the Listen, coolest man. days ever. I'm a, Have you met him before? No. no. I'm you like get a losing my mind. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Brent, yeah, you yeah. got to get a picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will do that 100% like if he doesn't mind. He's going to join us at the Skybox here in about 15 minutes. Awesome. Nice. Now, I don't know. Were they in I, there when Billy no, was no, being they, interviewed? No, they did cut out. Billy came in after. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's what cool. We had a really day. good time back there. One of the most impressive things I saw, though, was when Billy Idol, uh, his tour bus pulled into the back lot. Yeah. Watching his bus driver maneuver that <laughs> thing around and back it into a space. Crazy. Well, you couldn't pass a credit card between them. was insanely yeah. impressive. Yeah. <laughs> It's amazing. It's a little thing. Yeah. There's a lot of little yeah, things. Yeah, they don't get the applause. At the MM barbecue. I want to bring out my bus driver, <laughs> who's very enjoyed at Parallel and back in parking. I'm glad that he had a chance to, to bring him out on stage. And Do you think they have backup cameras on those things? <laughs> oh, yeah. They have, uh, they have actually a guy who just sits back there. <laughs> yeah. I would think that by now, yes, they probably do. Right. But I thought I saw him looking at his mirrors. So it doesn't, it's just, for, just for effect. <laughs> hey, Billy, I can see you. <laughs> All right, you back it up, old you? Yeah. You never look back unless you back it up. <laughs> you still Wait, use I still your use my, I still yeah. use my mirrors yeah. when yeah. I use my With backup camera. camera. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Even if you're a pro. Is there anything else I saw Marissa Je- Marissa suggestion? No, 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 no. It's uh, something else. Okay. <laughs> Our souffle is ready. Oh, my God. Oh, then we God. need to take a break. All right. Anyhow, uh, thank you to all who came to the MMRBQ. We did a full recap of it earlier this yes. morning. And just nothing but a wonderful day and evening and uh, lots of love. Lots and lots of love. So, historically speaking, the best weather categorically for any MM RBQ ever. Amazing. Seems like it, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, so thanks to everyone. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll return in a moment. We'll wrap up the program. Letter of the day for the word of the week uh, to begin. So, stay put. We'll be right back.
93.3 WMMR proudly supports the 5th Annual Market Street Run for Blue, Sunktober 15th. You can run or walk this five-mile course down Market Street, starting and ending in Old City, with proceeds benefiting the Philadelphia Police Foundation and awards for top finishers in multiple age groups. Click events at WMMR.com for all the details and to get signed up. It's the Market Street Run for Blue. Sunday, October 15th, 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. I would like to thank uh, everyone for joining us today, especially since we kicked off Crumb Bum Cash this morning. Big success. $1,000 winners left and right, and we'd like you to be one of them. Don't forget that the opportunities rise five times a day, Monday through Friday, and it's pretty simple. We give you a special keyword, and then we give you 15 minutes to enter that keyword, and there are a few different ways to do it, but we will do it at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., noon, 3 and 5 p.m. every single day, and it's brought to you by Horizon Services, so we kicked that off today. It was a lot of fun doing that. Uh, speaking of fun, we had a great time on Saturday. Got to spend some time with the gentleman walking into our studio right now, Pierre Robert. And of course, I speak of the MM Barbecue. Hey, man, how you doing? Yeah, Steve was totally right. I'm great, by the way. Um, it was, I think, the best weather ever. Yeah. It was amazing. Had. It was amazing. perfect. And there had been those times <laughs> <laughs> where it's rained or where it looks like today. Um, and um, our listeners, God bless them, come yeah. out regardless. Didn't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter for them. Um, but I remember, I can't remember which one it was. How many have we had? I don't know. Um, and it was raining up on the lawn. And people were up there in garbage bags and still hanging in there to the very end. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have the greatest listeners, so I agree. A lot of fun. Yep, most definitely. And uh, Shine Down, not only in the interview on stage, gave us a great. Uh, I don't know if we have that audio yet. Not yet. Us, I'm uh, sure that stuff is kind of still being gathered uh, from the from the on stage moments. But yeah, and what a production! I got a sunburn from all the pyro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you yeah. can feel the pyro full show into the whole first section. Yeah, it, there was so much pyro and fires and explosions every time. Even though I knew it was coming, it would make me jump. <laughs> so, um, and a lot of we had um, cool chats with Billy and uh, also with Shine Down themselves. She played a little moment of it, and um, and then all the artists got talked to us, which is cool. Yeah, backstage. Yeah. So we'll uh, play some of that back today. There was a moment where, and I, I didn't share this, but Billy Idol took his shirt off. I saw that when he was on stage, but he did it with his back to the audience. So yeah. he, he takes off his like his vest, and he starts taking off shirt of course the crowd goes crazy <laughs> but then he put a jacket on over that before he turned around he's still total rock and roll man oh, yeah. he is and he i mean you know artists don't always freely give their age in our conversation he says and i'm 67 you know? yeah and uh which is pretty cool and he and he and steve stevens and the rest of the band the bass player Although I, I kept thinking that he was like in Leonard Skinner or Molly Hatch. Yeah. He did not look like uh, a Brit, you know. Yeah. That was, uh, but I mean, they sounded great. Every band did. Uh, by the fun. way, our 17th MMR barbecue. Oh, cool. 17. Just got a hand of that. So. All right, cool. Uh, full Thank on you, success. All right. Uh, letter of the day then? Yes. All right. Let me get you set. Here we go. Kristen and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by The Letter. 
M as in Monday. All right, we have this really great setup this week for the Word of the Week prize. It's four-pack of great seats, VIP parking, and VIP club access as Four Walls presents the Always Sunny podcast live. It is this Saturday, September 23rd at the Mann Center. And, of course, we, the President Steve Show, welcome the gang back to Philadelphia. Uh, tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster, should you want to get those, and you should, absolutely. Uh, what's up on the program today? Thank you for asking. We'll have workforce blocks of Jimi Hendrix and Ramones and some Tool and a lot of MMRBQ flashbacks uh, as we uh, have them. We will play those back for you, too. Excellent. Wonderful. Oh, and the Crumb Bum Cash. That's yes. right. Which yeah. you guys started. Uh, yeah, so you get it at noon, and yes. uh, then it happens at 3 and 5 today, so do not miss it. Thank you to our sponsors. The President's Chief Show brought to you by Duncan. The President's Chief Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Wilmington University. Find your education home at Wilmington University. Wilmu.edu. Uh, tomorrow on our program, more of the Chrome Bone Cash. Yes. On our buddy Jim Florentine. We'll hey. be stopping by. He'll be in the studio, so we'll spend some time with him. I'm sure we'll find a thing or two to talk about besides all that as well. That's it. We are done. Rage on and have a great day, and we'll see you, gang. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody, it's good to have you on the map. So, you've got an idea for a business, the store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out everything. That's why Shopify's all in one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 